Welcome to the One One. I'm BJ Ryan. Episode seventy eight, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Once again, I'm alongside the one and only Perth racing guru Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. Set the scene, mate. What are, where are we this week? Set the scene. It's very Mark Lecrae-esque, isn't mm. it? Where are we? <laughs> we're four goals down. <laughs> oh, I've enjoyed that one. Uh, where are we? We're at the. Um, we're in Bullsbrook uh, at the Taylor Racing Stables. Why? Um, why are we here? We're here this morning because uh, Dick Deeb got held up for the first half of the straight um, about six months ago. I, I've been trying to pay my bet since. Um, no, I had a little wager with Brittany, um, Dick Deep versus Caracapo, who I was lucky enough to meet earlier. There might mm-hmm. be a little photo floating around on the socials later of Caracapo and myself. And um, Caracapo was too tough late, in all fairness. I think Caracapo was holding Dig Deep to the line, and uh, I lost, and I had to come out for a, a do morning's... Some, do some work, yeah? Morning, morning's work, yeah. yeah. They, were, they were, in all fairness, they were pretty uh, kind to me this morning. Um, Jim showed me around. I actually got to learn a bit, and I actually I actually loved it out here this morning. I was a little bit, had a bit of trepidation. I'd be getting in the way or, uh, or whatnot, but uh, no, I had a cracking morning out here. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, to to the victor. So, you, so you've paid your debt. I've paid my debt. Yes, yeah. I've paid my debt, and um, and they're here with us now. They are. I'd just like to welcome to the one one back to the one one. Brittany Taylor, Lockie Taylor, out here at Team Taylor Racing Stables. Welcome, guys. Thanks very much, and uh, about bloody time. <laughs> yeah, thank you, boys. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have a little bit of footage later on this yeah. afternoon. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of betting I agencies can... taking a little while to pay out, but this is just next level, six months to pay a debt. I don't yeah. really care. Is that worth it? I can I can <laughs> honestly die a happy man after what I saw this morning. So there was there was a highlight, wasn't there? <laughs> oh, there was a slight incident. Yeah, I think I was stitched up a little bit. You know, I felt like a bit like um felt like a uh, like a bit of a crochet rug that I'll stitch up that much this morning, BJ. No, um, actually, I'll let Brittany set the scene perhaps with this one. Well, we eased him in. We uh, put him in the yard with OBH, who is an absolutely beautiful horse. He's a gentleman, isn't he? An OBH? absolute gentleman. Mm. Even got out of his way when he, he wanted to go behind him. And but this is a walk in the park. This is easy. You know? You've got this sorted. I mean, you took a little while to figure out the scoop mechanics. Oh, it's, it's pretty confusing. For those that haven't used a scooper in the past, pretty confusing stuff. I mean, it, it's very simple. You just have to separate the manure from the sand well, and put it in the yeah. bucket. But I still managed to stuff it up. Yeah, he was struggling. And so, yep, beautiful. Obi's done. We've warmed him up and we said, okay, in you go with Spin. Spin is a uh, unraced two-year-old. Spin along mm. Time and and uh, she can be a little bit temperamental at times. And I could see her ears were back, <laughs> and Lockie said, "In you go." And so, sure enough, at this point, Terry doesn't understand what that meant. Yeah, he didn't know what ears back meant. He goes, "What do you mean her ears are back? What does that mean?" <laughs> I said, "She's not happy." And uh, sure enough, he started to uh, get the scoop out, and she charged at him. And honestly, you've just ne- never seen a face like. When you talk about someone with like <laughs> flat their life flash before their eyes, that was your face. Oh, yeah, it was it was a moment. I must admit, it was a moment. It's one I can't really hide from because I think you managed to get a little bit on film, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but, it'll, uh, it'll be making its way onto. I just the thought, media at least channel. at least want to watch Dig Deep win the Belmont Sprint before this uh, this all comes <laughs> to an end, you know. But uh, no, that was uh, yeah. I think that's all you needed from there on, wasn't it? That was it. I yeah. was happy. That was well and truly worth it. Yeah, experience, BJ. So yeah, uh, for the listeners, no doubt this will be on Twitter at some mm. stage of the next uh, next uh, day or two. But um, yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, don't worry, Guru. I think I would have reacted in a similar similar <laughs> oh, fashion. You got it. Um, what? What? Five hundred kilo? <laughs> oh, 
I reckon I dealt pretty well. I was surprised it wasn't a high pitched squeal yeah, coming out of there. It was getting up it the octave. Bo- it was bolting at me. I just, I, I didn't. Yeah, it was a. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that puffer vest would have helped you too much. No, no, no. It was a bad fair one, though. So yeah, I was trying to, uh, yeah, I was trying to dress smarter. But um, no, I, I, I thought I was done. I thought that was it. Thought this would be a little bit of a story, you know, just a three man podcast uh, because, uh, because Terry's R. been R.I.P. to the PRG. Yeah, I was thinking, where's the, uh, where's the helicopter going to land and take me to hospital? But that was the first thing. That was going through my mind. So. A celebration. No, it's, oh, here we go. Here we go. I think Lockie's in shirt mode today. Yeah, I'll, tell you, so. I'll tell you what, some of the, the jockeys and to a lesser extent the trainers within Western Australia would have would have been pretty happy if the guru had a copped a little graze, I would have thought. It's hard, it's hard to argue with that. <laughs> um, no, it was good stuff. Thanks for welcoming us out here to uh, to the property, guys. Magnificent. Lockie took us for a drive around and um, did they turn the sprinkler on on you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Your dad took, yes. took a lot of uh, dad, Jim Taylor, took a lot of pleasure in us seeing us get wet. So it was. Uh, he made uh, the dig deep joke about six <laughs> times as well. Wanted to get a shovel in my hand and then yell dig deeper, dig deeper, and then send it to Dan Pierce. So but, thought it was uh, uh, pretty good stuff. What do you reckon Dan Pierce's response will be? I just like to hear his you. response would yeah. be that's that's pretty funny there, uh, uh, Jim. But uh, yeah, no, I think dig deep will probably run well on uh, on Saturday. Uh, yeah, if he gets through. The the wet ground, uh, obviously a step up in grade, but um, yeah, no, we, we definitely give him a pretty big chance on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, five guests now. Five yeah. guests. Oh, Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Uh, we'll get back to Dan later. Um, <laughs> but you can have a look around. Look out the window, Terry. You can see why uh, the mm. horses love it out here, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's magnificent. So, um, yeah, very uh, very cool environment out here in Bullsbrook for for the thoroughbreds and uh, yeah, it's just nice and for the humans. Yeah, too. For the humans, Terry exactly. even helped with the breaking in of a horse this morning. Helped us, uh, yeah. I think I just distra- uh, distracted your old man, to be yeah. honest with you. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, in all seriousness, I absolutely loved it. Only here for an hour or so um, before BJ rolled up, but um, I absolutely loved coming out here this morning and um, and hanging out with your dad and um, asking him a million questions and sort of I think I learnt a, a bit or two as well. Got to meet Idyllic Prince, mm-hmm. star of the uh, 18, star of the turf. Eighteen years old, is that right? Yep. Yeah. Years old. Yeah. What's that in? Um, we were discussing this earlier, weren't we? Old. It's a. That's probably a hundred. Yeah, really letter old. from the Queen arrived. <laughs> yes, just about. He deserves one. Yeah, he deserves one. That's yeah, cool. it certainly does. But no, it was a um, yeah cracking morning, and um, yeah, I can see um, I can see why you enjoy coming to work every mm. morning. Just probably not at that time for me, <laughs> to be honest with you. It starts with a four. What, what if, if it starts with start a four time? or a five, it's usually going to be a PM at the end. What for do you me. start time out here? I unlock the gate at four. 30. Um, dad gets here probably 10 minutes after me, Aristo 10 minutes after that, and then I start at daylight. Everyone else, 6 30. Luxury hour. Very good. Um, before my alarm goes off. <laughs> so it's been a it's been a big week on and off the course, especially for our guest Brittany Taylor. You got engaged recently. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Now, I've got a bone to pick with your fiance, Kate. Yes. Like he's just set the standard way too high for all us blokes. Like, did you see some of the photos, Terry? No, I haven't. Oh, he's gone. He did up. ask. He did ask Barracky for permission first. Yeah. <laughs> we have, we have clarified the that. The best photo there is is there's a photo of him. He's down on one knee and he's got new time in the background with his ears pinned right back. He's like not <laughs> having improve. a bar of it. That means the horse isn't happy. I've learned. Correct. Too. Okay. Yes. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Educational experience. So yeah. So Cade's just gone all out and he's just he's just made it real tough for for any any young whippersnappers. Trying to get, trying to impress there uh, on when they propose, and he's just he's just done a top job. And uh, congratulations to to both of you. Thank you. No, and he did a he did a very good job. Have, have you got Cade's number, Terry? Any tips? I know you're not far off. 
<laughs> ah, good. Good luck, Clint. Very good. Very good. Okay. I suspect. I suspect. Oh, it's caught me off guard. I suspect if um, oh, dear, if, if Terry does pop the question that there might be a helicopter or something involved. It's, oh, uh, a helicopter. Be and there'll be a horse riding yeah. driving the helicopter or something. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. We're going to go to another level. Extravagant sort of person. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. yeah, gives you that idea? <laughs> I reckon. I reckon. But uh, yeah, very cool, Brittany. Happy days. Thank you. And um, yes, and uh, of course. Brittany and Lockie, they're at the coalface week in, week out with Australian Racing and mm. they were both uh, in their respective media roles last Saturday at the return back to Belmont race day. What was it like being at uh, WA Racing Winter Headquarters last cold. Saturday? Yeah, yeah, it's cold, but it's good. <laughs> the turnout at Belmont's always pretty good, I think. I think, yeah, that pub type of feel. It's you, <laughs> you, you go to the races, you, you have the a drink. The hasn't been furnished in 14 years. You go to the races, you have a drink with your mates, the footy's on and mm. it's a much more casual feel. And when you've been at Ascot for so long, I think we are ready for the move back to Belmont and everyone seems pretty happy on course. And ready to get onto a good mm. surface too. I think yeah. everyone was ready to get onto a new deck. Ascot obviously did its job, but it was tired by the end, so it was just nice to be on a fresh pad and see good racing. They don't do Belmont a lot of favours, though, do they? Like, if you're going to try and give it a little bit of a kick along from a season point of view, for me, um, yeah, I'd just love to see Italian Day back at mm. back at yeah. Belmont. Then you start the Spot season up. on a real yeah. positive rather than walking into a bit of a ho-hum sort of starting point. At least, at least if you kick it off with a, with a bit of a bang and real some real quality, mm. it just builds a bit of positivity, a bit of momentum. And I think because Belmont's obviously such a smaller area, you don't need to have as many people as what you do at Ascot to have a really good atmosphere. I agree. Mm. Yeah. And that's what we saw with Italian Day in years gone by, there weren't as many people as there were at Ascot, but because everyone's so close together, it's 10 times better. Yeah, Ascot, you need to have that critical mass of people to create mm. that, that hum, that, yeah. that, that um, space, energy. Yeah, it's a and we only get that club that three or four times a year. How many times do we get that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, whereas at Belmont, you're right, you, you don't have to get the, the the same numbers at Ascot, but because of the way that the, the venue's laid out, it creates a bit of a bit of a buzz and it's uh, it's, not, it's not a bad joint to, 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 to go. Uh, I suppose it's probably a bit challenging when it's cold and, and wet because uh, there's a few... Leaks around Guru, but uh, <laughs> which which leads us to this Saturday. It looks like there's a bit of a torrential mm. downpour heading our way. But um, before we leave Belmont last Saturday, um, Brittany was there, Lockie was there, Terry would have would have punted his heart out, no doubt. I did. <laughs> One person that thoroughly enjoyed the return to Belmont was our friend and re- uh, semi regular here at the One One, Pete McCormack. Yeah, he uh, really he, good day. He did have a big day. Did have a big day. So did um, a friend of ours, uh, Mr. Scotty Emery, as well. Um, they both found the last winner in Magnaforce, which, uh, to my chagrin, unfortunately, I was on comfort me. But uh, no, it's a, a big day from Peter. You got his? That's a BJ. Yeah, I'm just bringing them up now. Up so he. Posted his and the one reason I, I'm I'm not big on the the post race or post meeting trumpet unless you've gone public with your selections beforehand, which he Peter always did. does. Yes, which yes. he always does. Exactly right. So he's allowed this trumpet. We're going to give him this one. Yeah. So he's put his tips in via the uh, the great tip off, and uh, let's let's have a run through of what he selected at the opening of Belmont last week. So here we go. So these were his tips. He's tipped. Try for us at 250. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice little uh, kicker. Billy ain't silly 210, and then it starts to elevate from there. 
Pooley, 620, who the guru was very keen on. Magnaforce in the last $15.30, but the real uh, the real supreme effort from uh, Pete McCormack on Saturday was he's got the Spruker on top, $40.40. So he was probably the best tipster in the land last Saturday and uh, hopefully that led to, uh, to a good fill-up as well. I hope so. He deserves it as well. Are they still trekking to all the country tracks and, and standing on, on course for all the... I, be, um, I believe they're hoping yeah, to, yeah. Yeah, sure. good on him. So, no, good on good on him with that sense. He, uh, he's putting up some pretty generous prices for those getting their pre-race one. And I, I'd like to say I don't think there's any way Perth Racing are really going to be able to look after him. But um, but if he can get extra people there, pre-race one, to have a bet with him for some of those prices he's chucking up, can only be beneficial for bar sales and numbers on course, obviously, and everything. So, um, yeah, I'd like to see Perth Racing kick in, help him out. So, yeah, yes. yeah. Probably asking a bit. Uh, and the last talking point really is the sale or non-sale of mm. Arcadia Queen during the week at the uh, Magic Moons National Broodmare sale, the record-breaking sale. They were... Um, Gee, they were fetching some money. Mm-hmm. So you could uh, quite hit the reserve. <laughs> I think I counted eighteen mares were sold for over a million dollars. Is that right? On day one. Yeah. But it wasn't just the mares, the weanling sale was strong. It's just sales and then time that we live in, it's been incredible just how strong the sales have been everywhere. Arcady Queen ran up to $3.4 million, mm-hmm. uh, passed in with uh, Bob. It has been reported that he had a reserve of $4 million. Um, just Do you quick- a bit of that came down to, sorry, a bit of that came down to Bob's a smart man. If he's selling it, I'm not going to make money. Do you, reckon, do you reckon a bit of it came down to that? No, I just think when you get up to though that that sort of region, who who's going to be bidding against you? You need to have two mm, bidders, don't you? Yeah, so, yeah. so if there's only one person that wants it, they can't. Well, any one person that can afford it, then you're bidding against yourself in a way. But I think you took a line through what Sunlight fetched last year and was sort of thinking um, that it was uh, should be a similar type value. But I did speak to to Grant Burns, um, and he was saying how you'd be surprised it how much um, like looks and I guess like that uh, feminine type mare how how much value that can add to to a broodmare and i don't know whether her her the fact that she's so big yeah. and so powerful yeah. and so strong whether that whether that was Worked a slight negative a yeah mm. i'm no expert on that sort of stuff but that's what i'm led to believe that the prettier they are from a like a affiliate or a mare point of view i don't think you could say that arcadia queen was is 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 pretty as such but um, imposing yeah also. looked like a cult more yeah. than a man yeah. so, <laughs> i was yeah. gonna say beauty's in the eye of the holder but i mean <laughs> but i mean yeah bob's i think he's pretty happy to i'm sure the family are pretty happy to yeah. to keep her around. i was surprised she was in the sale to be honest yeah. i just thought that she would be one that he wanted to breed from mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, th- I thought it was interesting that she was even in the sale in the first place. Let's talk about breeding it if you can't sell it with some northern hemisphere. Mm. Um, yeah, stallions. So that would be interesting. Yeah. That's so- about the depth of my breeding knowledge, by the way. That's, that's <laughs> me just completely out here. Yeah, well, I suppose it just it's a pure business decision, isn't it? And yeah. if, he didn't, if he didn't get the $4 million, then he's going to take her home and no doubt. Um, Bat and bull. Yeah, no doubt we'll see some, hopefully we get to see some Arcadia Queen progeny wearing the cerise and white colours moving forward. Before we start our Belmont Sprint Day preview, Terry, the, mm-hmm. the 1-1 is... Um, is really beginning to become a stepping stone to greatness. So Brittany Taylor, as a result of an appearance on the 1-1, mm-hmm. is now a uh, very high-profile member of the Triple M 
radio station in Perth, Western Australia. Is this, have, is this have, true? It is. I have the one one to thank, which uh, led to the gig with the Dead Set Legends on a Saturday morning. So, uh, did it actually? It is actually this, did. Is this is a ditch up. No, I, mean, no. I haven't heard this. Yeah. Sorry, I just thought we were getting a little. No, no, that is fun. that is completely true. Bit of a post-race trumpet for ourselves here, Terry. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to bring Terry down for the last time. You should send a list of things Kieran Evans has sent me to get into about today. So yes, now I'm forever indebted to the one one now. Yes. So Dead Set Legends, Triple M. Yes. Saturday mornings. Yep. Enjoying with, uh, it. With Ricky Barlow and players. Xavier Ellis. Yeah. How's it going? It's going great, yeah. yeah. It's um enjoyable to be able to start a Saturday morning like that and it's good to be able to talk a bit of racing as well to an audience that is probably a little bit more footy focused but uh, yeah I get a segment to tip them one each week and uh, tab touch have thrown in a bit of money so uh, have you been tipping any winners well this is how it's gone they ran second every single week and last week Uh, money was on the line and I had my $50 on Pooley, so we're, we're, oh, we're in the good books. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Very good. You were starting to sound like Terry there no. for a second. There I, I believe in curses. Yeah. I actually believe in curses in that sense. Every single other week they'd run second or third. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is my future. This is not good. And then, yeah, no, we're on the board, so that's good. Very good. So Brittany's uh, media career is blossoming as a result of the 1-1. Luke Fernie has got a mega owner as a result of the 1-1. <laughs> um, and before... One this last is a good pump-up. Yeah, right? This is a real good pump-up. So one last thing. Luke, speaking of Luke Fernie, what's the latest on our new hat? Anything to report for listeners? 9th of June. We'll uh, be racing on a Wednesday over, I think it's 1,000 metres. Is the plan at this stage. I think he's just going to hold off our emailing the owners to a little bit closer to make sure he's got her cherry right. But um, brave. the plan is brave. Yeah. 9th of June. 9th of June. So, yes. And I did drop off her... Um, silks. Her silks to Luke during the week. Exciting. So look mm-hmm. out. You're going to be hopefully donning the 1-1 one, one silks on Belmont the Wednesday, the 9th of June. That is the plan at this stage, yes. All right. Belmont Sprint Day preview. Let's go. It's time to partner with Betfair and preview Belmont Sprint Day, BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and we have Brittany Taylor and Lockie Taylor. Four-pronged attack here for the uh, big feature Wait for Age Sprint at Belmont Park this Saturday. So we're recording the 1-1, your West Australian Racing podcast. It is... 12 noon on Thursday, the 27th of May. Northern racing in the Avon Valley today. We'll be done by about the time Lockie uh, opens up the gate tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Belmont and Broome, Terry. Is, is this the opening of Broome? It is. It is the opening of Broome, yes. Yep. yes. So Belmont and Broome are racing this Saturday. Kalgoorlie and Port Hedland on Sunday. They wouldn't have raced in Broome for 18 months. Two years yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, they missed the whole yeah. season last year. Yeah. So speaking of Broome, uh, we did meet... Uh, the Taylor Racing Apprentice Rosie, is it Marnie? Marnie. Yeah, Marnie, uh, Apprentice Jockey. She'll be having her first race ride at Broome this Saturday as well. It's exciting. I think her first two rides are on stairs resuming, so we've prepared her nicely and told her good luck and enjoy the kickback. <laughs> but I think the third of her rides is a jump run horse, so hopefully yeah. she can boot home her first winner. Tell us a little bit about Rosie. How, how long has she been out here with you guys? Uh, she's been here, I think she signed up about eight months ago, um, to be an apprentice. So, yeah, came out to us. She's the cousin of Lucy Warwick, so uh, definitely has the breeding on her side and, yeah, wanted to become a jockey and she has, you know, grown in leaps and bounds since when she first came here to now and just has been, you know, working really hard on, you know, trying to um, get her licence and, yeah, gets the, the big opportunity on Saturday. Yeah, so trial watchers have been um, watching Rosie closely for quite a while now. So she's obviously earned her stripes um, and got signed off 
during the week, I imagine, to, mm-hmm. to yep. ride at uh, Broome this Saturday. It's, it's, what, a, what good timing, though, especially with the Northwest just coming up, just to go up there and, and learn her trade. Yeah, um, she yeah. has the support of Darren Pateman up oh, there good. as well, mm-hmm. who yep. uh, is going to be throwing her some rides along the way. So I think that's, yeah, the perfect way you start at those areas at the beginning of their seasons and you can kind of get yourself in with the camp and hopefully success comes. Very good. And I noticed that the numbers are a little bit better at Kalgoorlie this weekend, Terry? They are, yes. Uh, Kalgoorlie's tomorrow, form-wise. But, uh, yeah, good to see um, uh, some bigger field sizes after your four, five, six horse Yeah, it was a bit last, thing last, last Sunday, yeah. wasn't it? They so. were in second too. Who are yours? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so uh, I think finger mark is my only winner on the day uh, as well. So punted well, though. That's yeah. <laughs> Very good. How many, how many times have you heard that? Punted well, though. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Never. Maybe you should use that quote, Brittany, if you get a string of... Second yeah. to yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. So um, I'm, I'm tempted to you guys at six bucks. No, guys, the, the tables yeah. have turned for me now. It's uh, on an yeah, upwards see. trajectory. <laughs> yeah. Feeling confident. I wonder if, uh, just uh, projecting forward, I wonder if OBH is going to be the $50 selection this week, but I'm sure we'll Ooh. find out. And stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competitions. BJ yes. and the Mastermind might be a little bit of a, uh, a little bit different this week. A yeah, bit of, uh, a little bit of a twist. A little bit, a bit of a Taylor twist. A little bit of a Taylor twist. Uh, yes, so it's going to be a head-to-head: Lockie versus Brittany, uh, WA Racing Mastermind, and uh, yeah, a bit of a. They're going to be our guinea pigs this week, Terry, to see whether this new format's going to get off the ground. I'm nervous. So, what happens if it's a nil all draw? Probably will be. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying <laughs> that. <laughs> then you and I have ruined BJ's great yeah. idea. He's been dreaming about for six months. <laughs> yes. So um, yeah. So we're lo- looking forward to the uh, the new edition of the WA Racing Mastermind competition. And we've actually got some uh, got some good stuff on Twitter from our competition, recent competition winners. We had uh, Sam White up at the Mundaring and we had Sean Hamilton who, did, who won the jackpotted uh, get out stakes last Saturday. He went to Market City Meets and absolutely cleaned up. So we always appreciate all the uh, all the Twitter stuff that our listeners sent through after they have a collect. So keep them coming. Belmont Sprint Day, Saturday, May 29. Let's get cracking. After we kicked off the Belmont season in the true position last Saturday, we are out at the three-metre rail move this weekend. But uh, again, after um, when we spoke to Chris Nation last Saturday, Terry, or last Thursday when we spoke, the big talking point was when and how much rain was going to arrive for the uh, for the opening meeting last Saturday. Again, not so much when the rain is going to arrive for Belmont Sprint Day, but how much we're going to get and how much of an impact it's going to have on the track. What are your thoughts, mate? Uh, well, my biggest thoughts, uh, we can look at soft track form or heavy track form or whatever we want to, but when it's torrential rain during the meeting, and I mean, I mean, Jim confirmed the rain will come at about 5.36 o'clock on Friday afternoon, so I think a part-time weatherman, weatherman. as well. Yeah, part-time weatherman <laughs> as well. What um, When you're talking that type of torrential rain for a sustained period of time like that, it's, um, I don't know if it was Brit or Locke, someone said it earlier, it's sort of like one horse went on a wet track one day, but did they get the right part of the track? Mm. Oh, it was actually Jim, mm. sorry. Yeah. Did they get the right part of the track that day? Did they get the right, did they miss uh, a rain-affected, um, you know, cert- certain aspects of the track? So I don't think there's enough form in Western Australia. We don't get enough tracks like this to be jumping in confidently. This is how I did my form, for example. So I've, let's talk about a horse like Graceful Girl. I would have priced probably... $1.95, type thing. I've got Graceful Girl $2.50 just because the conditions are less reliable. Mm. So markets are more compact. Yeah. So there's probably less backing favourites. You're more looking for value. You just on the don't day. know with some of them. That's basically what I'm trying to say. I used a thousand words like this for. <laughs> so that's, that's what I was trying to say, basically. You don't know great data to shop for some value. Well, Bomb Perth says 6 to 15 mils for 
Friday, yeah. 20 to 30 mils on Saturday. I'm working on a soft seven heavy That's eight. That's a lot of rain. But it's a soft seven heavy eight, but it's as it's coming, it's – and then there's – like, do you guys believe in – that's a question I've asked in the past. Is it, do you believe in as the – when it's torrential when the race is being run, some horses also dislike that compared to the ground just being softer? Like, it's actual the rain. They don't run as well in the actual rain, the actual physical condition of the rain, forgetting what it does to the track. What about the, the jockeys? The jockeys as well. Yeah, exactly right. Some yeah. jockeys yeah. probably – don't want to be out there. Sometimes. Well, yeah, you don't blame them, really. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm thinking it could be eight, nine, could be ten by the end of the day. Yeah, you, you don't really know. But, um, but yeah, and and Terry had a quick chat yesterday. Like anything could happen uh, in those quaddy legs later in the day. So mm-hmm. be prepared for some uh, fairly random results. I love it. Race one of the day is the Mrs. Max Plate for two-year-olds over the 1,200 metres. First race is at two minutes past 12. So it's been uh, not a bad little run lately for Sean and Jake Casey with their two-year-olds. Ain't no other man last start winner, and they had a winner during the week, didn't they, yesterday? Magic to exceed? Correct. Vega Magic's half-brother. Yep. That uh, set outside leader and won at Belmont yesterday, and ain't no other man gets a, a really good opportunity to make it two in a line um, at Belmont on Saturday. Gate one, Lactar, Rails, Romoli claiming two kilos. Nevertheless, the defence last start when uh, over 1,400 metres when was too good for, for Bazoom and Rommel's command in third. Ain't no other man stands out as the horse to beat. The market agrees. I think it's around two ten. Is that right? Two dollar ten favourite at the moment. Uh, opened up even money with some agencies. Now, Lockie, Brittany, do you guys or Terry, do you have any insight into any other runners as to whether they can trouble the current even money favourite number one? Ain't no other man. I think so. I think you've been telling me for the last four hours. You've been declaring one of the first, and now he's on KG and come on, not declaring, come on. Oh, not declaring, well. not declaring. But to I me, do you're like standing on the bell. Can you bring the team in? I feel like <laughs> I do like probity at the price fourteen dollars. I thought the first up run was really good. Settled midfield, travelled nicely, and then at the top of the straight, when twice lucky was who was the eventual winner of that race. He probably put three, four, maybe five lengths on probity and he had to go around horses. I thought his last 200 metres was the best 200 and generally you'd think he would have improved just from that experience and from barrier three. I think Joey can have the back of a horse like written exceed and from there. In this two-year-old race, I don't think this is a two-year-old race where there's a leader that is going to put two or three lengths on them at the top of the straight. So that's why I like probity given the fact that he might only be, well, he'll be in catching distance of those leaders at the top of the straight and at the price, I think he's well worth a bet. He was inconvenienced too and won that protest that day, but for a two-year-old having their first start to sort of have that little bit of inconvenience and not just throw in the towel and give up, I think that's really important to then just keep going and attack the line the way that he did. And BJ, you reliably informed me as our breeding buff on today's show that O'Reilly horses out of O'Reilly mares go well on wet tracks. Is that correct? Yeah, statistically they mm. do. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a thing, a bit like the old McFlirts. They used to go good on, <laughs> on wet tracks. But um, but I actually liked Probity's trials. I thought they were they were quite encouraging. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I can see that um, that Pierce Brothers run of Probity can have some improvements, probably going to get a nice run from three as well. Um, Romwell's Command probably leads 
Rommel's journey, Rommel's journey, won a trial recently, probably comes across, sits outside leader, but really it just means that ain't no other man lands box seat and probably just needs galloping room from there. Correct. What do, what do we make of Ritnick's seed with William Pike going back on board? Uh, one quite soft on debut, but it was a funny sort of race. Mm. Then it went to a hot, uh, much stronger field uh, up against um, the two horses in Neville Parnham's that are flying at the moment and sort of got found out a bit. Pike back on, gear change. Can we make a case for him? It was obviously scratched on Wednesday to be saved for mm-hmm. Saturday. Yeah. The they're one trying to avoid a straping, which they yeah, are a strape, which they a probably strape. saw as uh, probably a superior race to this one to some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, my concern for him was that his debut win, I thought he was gifted. Mm, and then too. second up was just after he was scratched with... Mucus, a, I think, was... With an issue. And then the last start, whilst I think Flying Missile and Ultimate Commander, two of our best two-year-olds over... 1,000 and 1,100 metres, I still thought he was entitled to finish closer. So in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking, was that the issue that was playing on him? And so third up now, I'm just happy to take him on given that he's relatively well in the market. I think the thing that that to consider with the Ain't No Other Man punters is William Pike is drawn directly outside, lucky Lakdar Romolu. So I don't think he'll be giving him a lot of room. But Romulus Romulus Command Command hung. Yeah, Yeah. that's the one that won last start. That's exactly right. It hung off the bend. Ain't no other man got the dream run, but Mm. there's no reason why ain't no other other man won't get that exact same run again on Saturday. And the rail, while it might chop out as the meeting goes on early days, you'd think there shouldn't be any any issues being rails run? First first use of the track, regardless of how much rain, you think that the track's going to hold up for for race one at least anyway. So... Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I guess it's um, it's a decision that we have to make whether we're gonna um, whether that shorter quote is um, compelling for ain't no other man or whether we look to play around him or don't play at all. Terry, I suspect that you're not going to play at all. Oh, I probably won't be playing at all. No, yep. I uh, I'll be on track. As I said, we've got Dave Run coming out. We should mention that again. Oh, uh, dig deep day. Good uh, dig deep day. Yes, dig deep day, and uh, hopefully he can swim. But um, no, look, I think ain't no other man will win. But I think Lockie, what he is saying and the value and the conditions we're gonna. Attack. I don't know if we need to be taking even money about yeah. a two-year-old, 1,400 down to 1,200, and um, that's going to be on the back of another. I just don't think we need to be, be doing that with our lives at this point in time, to be honest with you. So I'm with Lockie. I like it. A bit of value. Okay. And just tell our mm-hmm. listeners, what's happening with Dig Deep Day? What's, what's the strategy? Uh, what's the strategy? <laughs> we'll be arrive on course, uh, buy a beer or two, yeah. um, watch Dig Deep win, go to the Canfield, watch the Eagles win. Yeah. And then has crown, the crown, 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 crown handy, <laughs> and then the crown perth handy <laughs> might get a run as well. Yeah, no, I've set myself for this day a bit. I've uh, yeah, we've we've booked a few people in a month or two out. Uh, a few of them have got babysitters and whatnot coming along. Uh, not not coming Gee. along. Gee. <laughs> <laughs> they've got them at home. At home, yeah, they've got them at home. Sorry, so, so the pressure's uh, no, on. Should be a good pressure's day. On you will dig. probably need babysitters. Yeah, we we will definitely need babysitters. <laughs> not probably, I'd suggest. So no, we'll be we'll be well behaved. But no, I'm looking forward to getting out to Belmont. I, I do give Belmont a bit of a hard time, mm. but um, I. I think Lockie um, described very well before um, with the feel as well. So I'm hoping we can get a reasonable crowd out there still despite the weather, which I'm sure will turn a few Pressure's off. on the champ. Everyone's coming out. Hey? Pressure is on the champ. Yeah, we'll get to that later though. We'll get to the champ later. All right. Race yeah. two is the free entry to Belmont Park handicap uh, for the three-year-olds over 1,200 metres. Terry's already touched on Graceful Girl earlier in the show. Are we going again? Graceful Girl, second up, Terry. Uh, yeah, she'll be super popular here, understandably. Um, even money at the moment's a bit of a concern. I mean, when, when you look back at it, I, I said this 
uh, I think it was on the Wild West after after that race, and we reviewed it. Hot Dead's. I think I, I continue just underrate Hot Dead. Like Hot Dead's. Hot <laughs> Me Zed's, too. Like, Same with I, I think it's everyone. Obviously, and it's funny. Actually, here's one for you. The last time I backed Hot Zed was at about fifteen dollars in a maiden. Um, got beaten by Satin Black, and then back <laughs> Satin Black yesterday. It was, anyway, it's just a, just a hard luck story, basically, is what I'm trying to share with you here. But Hot Zed gets a kilo and a half on Graceful Girl for that um, for that win, um, and I think Hot Dead like Graceful Girl was huge quickest last 200 of the day, et cetera, et cetera, the longer Belmont straight suits. But Hot Dead still had something in the tank at yeah. the end then as well. It wasn't just that soft after, win. So. After working hard outside leader. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So I expect Graceful Girl to get there and win, but um, I, just, I just don't want to be taking even money when I've got a lot of respect for Hot Dead. And I don't think Christy Bennett going on is necessarily that big a negative, to be honest. She, um, yeah, she rides these type of horses really, really well. And I guess the interesting part will be the first 100 metres, uh, first 50, whether timely outburst crossed, uh, crosses Hot Zed, um, whether they can just sort it out nicely between the two of them. And um, yeah, it looks looks very interesting. There's also the fact that they might try and ride Divine Pair aggressively, mm. who they know is an absolute swimmer. They probably wish this race was race seven or race eight, um, the, the Colin Webster camp. They'd probably prefer the, the track to be as chopped as possible. Um, but I mean, if you look at Divine Pair, it's just a five length better horse on the on the slop. So I didn't think um, its run that was that bad the other day, actually. It was pretty good. It wasn't that bad, mm. but it's, if you look at it versus Graceful Girl, there's no way it's turning the tables unless it's all conditions based that yep. it turns the tables. Yeah. But traditionally, Bob's Blue Bloods um, handled the wet pretty well. So expecting Graceful Girl to win, but I'm not hopping into anything on the day at even money. No, I think it's a pretty tricky race to have a bet into. Like Hot Zed was really good, as you said. Graceful Girl was huge and was probably unlucky not to win really, but you just don't know if she's going to handle that track. And at the price, it's not worth taking. Exactly. If also like Timely Outburst gets out to a little bit of a price, I think that will somewhat interest me knowing that she handles rain-affected surfaces and she'll be on the speed. I thought Hot Zed would lead, Timely Outburst would sit outside him and probably has a reasonable head start on a horse like Graceful Girl. So if Timely Outburst happened to get out to an each-way price and we were still playing pay one, two, three with the eight horses engaged at the moment, maybe Timely Outburst might be the way I'm playing. But yeah, I agree. It's it's a tough race. No, it's hot Zed for me because I cannot walk up to Lulu Siani one more time to interview him and hear, I told you so. <laughs> he doesn't even say it. He just has this look, this grin that he's still got a price for hot Zed and he's told us over and over again how good the horse is and nobody's listened. So yeah. I said to him after, I said, I don't care what it's up against next start. I'm on the bandwagon. So it's hot Zed for me. She's a big good win, won't it? Um, but he's a pretty... Pretty good. I'm, I'm a little bit with Lockie. I reckon we don't don't sleep on time the outburst. I thought that run last Saturday was really good. Uh, what was she thousand to fourteen? 13. Interesting. 13. The seven day backup as well. Yeah, back mm. to the back to the twelve. Uh, doesn't do much wrong. It does this filly and uh, really runs for Nicole Hopwood as well. So I think that um, that Lockie might be onto something there, especially late on on the Betfair Exchange. She might sort of drift out, especially with with affirming. Hot Z perhaps and, and Graceful Girl obviously taking already taking up a large chunk of the market. So I think um I think they're the they're the three and as Terry said, Divine Pair obviously enjoys the or relishes the, the wet track conditions and certainly gonna get that on Saturday. So they they are the Just a sticky map for Divine Pair. Probably yeah. gonna either has to go forward and try to get a spot somewhere or has to give Graceful Girl a head start. So yeah. it would really, really, really have to be gathering links from mm. the conditions, which I don't know if it'll get enough from. Yeah, Graceful Girl on top for me. It's rising to the 1,200 second. I think she's just going to have that closing speed to get over the top of Hot Zed, but uh, 
but I uh, wouldn't be surprised if the result goes either way and, and don't sleep on timely outburst. Don't sleep. Is that mm. the saying for today's podcast? You seem to go up with a new one every podcast. You reckon? I've never heard don't sleep. I like it. <laughs> I really like it. I'm not trying to pick on you there for ones either. I actually quite enjoy that one. So anyway, let's move on. Race number three, the Tab Touch, West Speed, Platinum, Handicap over the, uh, what's this over? The 12, 12. 1,200 metres. Thank you. Uh, this uh, this is another, uh, these these little Platinum, the 57 pluses have had a bit of a torrid time trying to, to sort out. Didn't find you West a couple of weeks ago. And that's one of those, I often review the meeting okay, could, should I have found, could I have found? You're often pretty happy with what you've done, win, lose or draw, but really flat not to find that. And one thing we did say about Jew West is it's a really um, W Pike type of horse, isn't it? Remarkable, um, that record. We have another one here and that's I'm Pretty. So Pike in a 21 start career, I think Pike's been on nine occasions for four wins. The other win, so it's one from 12 without Pike. That was in a York Maiden. Brody Kirby rode in a York Maiden. So um, I'm pretty sure one that might get under the guard, I think, at the little five, six bucks at the moment to some degree uh, with W Pike on recent trial was really good. Um, coming off a flatter campaign, but the stable is in form and I do trust what I saw in that trial. But um, the Taylors have a runner here. That's the one I want to hear about, BJ, in uh, OBH, who is very well behaved. I can tell you, very, very well behaved. Well, now that you've put the finishing touches on him, are you coming out to do tomorrow's yards for him? Uh, 100%. <laughs> yep, I'll be there. Yep. If it means he wins. <laughs> no, I'm pretty keen on his chances. It's been, as I was saying to you guys before, it's it's pretty much been a five-month plan to have him ready for the start of the Belmont season and he's had a faultless campaign. It's relatively well documented that he's a horse that has just niggling feet issues, so he had no hope of racing well during the summer months in December on good fours. He just doesn't handle it with his feet. And then even his recent trial three weeks ago, it says it's on a good four, but it was not a good four that day. Mm. Being at the trials in the flesh, it was playing much more like a soft six or soft seven. And he was able to show his ability on that occasion. He ran the fastest time of the day without his race day blinkers. I like the fact that he's actually drawn out on Saturday afternoon because he's not super lightning quick in the first 50. I think Chloe has a party, won on him one day at Belmont where she just allowed him to stride to the front from a wide gate. And I actually like the fact that Lakdar can do that, whether he leads or sits outside of the leader, I don't know. But given the fact that a horse like I'm Pretty and Queen of Soul might be Back of midfield, I think he can give a really good kick and he's going really well behind the scenes as well. Yeah, that's obviously the way I side as well. Just riding the horse, the biggest thing is with a horse like Obi is his feet and feeling how well he's feeling going into this. Um, it certainly gives you confidence that he's coming to the races in good order first up. So, um, yeah, pretty happy at around $5.50 for him. Yeah, I think it does look a, a nice price. I think the key for the map is probably Seawafe as well. Does he lead? Uh, I don't know if he, if they want to lead on Seawafe. I I know in the past they've tried to sit Seawafe. Um, I know it's only carrying the 51, so you'd think just kicking up and leading and running and rolling would make sense, but um, I'm not sure what the camp will be thinking there. That will dictate that, but should be Breeze at worst, and then it's sort of what pressure Aldi La comes across and, and puts on. That, that could be the nuisance. I just, I just thought it was weak speed. You know how sometimes you assess races yeah. and you go – Aldi Lara, You're the one that will give the kick. The Singing Tiger, Sea Wave, yeah. and there might be your 
Terry Layton roadblocks in behind him. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And uh, and then the horse is chasing. I said, I'm pretty he's going to be in no man's land, like right out the back. Yeah. No no doubt we'll probably run the quickest last two, but it just might be not be able to win from uh, where she ends up. She's better at the 1,400 um, as well. Um, and then you have Sniffy Miss, who has probably the best form and probably has the best names behind it and who he's beaten in home, but – who beaten her home? Sorry, um, but Sniffy Miss really doesn't like going past that final mm. horse, and that that's a major concern. I'm trying to have a, a real focus in 2021 and not backing Nonnings. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a real focus this <laughs> and year. She and is one. She is even even the other day. I thought when she lined up, um, when she leveled up to the second horse, uh, pink and uh, no, GOS pink and grey. Even I yep. don't think she. I think she still peaked a little bit there on that run. So she's drawn barrier four, which means everyone's going to have her in a really nice spot. She doesn't jump, so mm. it doesn't matter if she draws barrier four or barrier ten for me. It's so. Interesting. The only time she's won was on a heavy eight yes at her second career start yeah. and she won really really and well hasn't too, found so. a wet track since no no she hasn't so look they're, they're the three that are strong in my market but um yeah i've got obh a four dollar fifty chance so five fifty is a, a bet for me just and, to join in and you've done his yards yeah, yeah. I've done his, oh my god it's ticking all the boxes <laughs> yeah i sort of thought obh could could obviously rail in front and win but even win from the breeze as well um just that, uh, I think think Lockie's right. I think it's going to be more of a controlled tempo and uh, Romoli can sort of just rate OBH even if he lands the outside leader, don't panic from there, rate and, and give a kick and then it's just going to be up to something with closing speed to, to, run you, to run him down. So I think he's definite top two, top three chance, uh, big, big winning chance is, is OBH. In the leg up in my, in my pre-market preview, I've got, I said something like um, not a good strategy to be tipping uh, horses that have won one, one from 23. Um, but I just thought if, if she's going to win another race, just the way that Adam's team's going, mm. the, wet track, the wet track form, uh, that first up run w- was 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 really good. If, if, you can, if you can block out the, the entirety of the Snippy Miss um, profile and just, and just focus on a few things, you can make a strong case for her. My thing was if, she's, if she was going to win one, this, this would be it. And she's sort of got uh, that bit of closing speed and the bit of Durant polish, you know. But, I think so- Adam was bullish for that first up run he too. Was. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. spoke to me in the mounting yard and was really confident. He had playing red yeah, from memory race. in the same race. Yeah. And she was the peak. And Snippy Miss was by far the yeah, peak right. and was mm. double or triple the price. Yep. You take yeah. note of that. Yeah, That's, Adam's a really yeah, good judge in really that sense judge. as well. I mean, look at the – so a year ago, um, she ran second uh, – a trio of seconds. Gates of Babylon lasted a lot. Yeah. She's a light with the three horses. About. So her CV reads better yeah. than the majority of these. The one other positive I'll give back going back to OBH for two seconds is probably should have won two more races. Mm-hmm. That means another six, seven points. That means another three kilos. Mm-hmm. So the 56 and a half in this type of grade is may not be a grade that OBH stays in um, if able to maybe string some of those together rather than being a bit unlucky. Other horse I just wanted to do a round table on is the do a round table. Queen of Soul. Another You're really word. about yeah, his I expressions I today, aren't you? I just love him. I just love him. <laughs> is uh, Queen of Soul coming mm. out of a – I thought it was quite a good maiden win, actually. They've always sort of – I think this horse might have been a top-notch trialer back in our <laughs> early editions of the 1-1 Guru. Uh, just thought this horse was absolutely trucking in running. That was the worst one of the – no offence because yeah. I know you guys train the second and fourth place yeah. horse. <laughs> I'm sure he's sure delayed. Did come out and win. Sorry, I, did that, I did that wrong. I think. Where's the edit button? He's no, just, he's just. I'm rattled. The, the allergies from the Glenroy chaff. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm rattled. Hey, I'm we rattled. Got a, spin along for me. Have we got a quite plain handicap? I think we do, actually. I think we do. Let's move on. Come on, guys. You're being silly. Yeah, no. I didn't think that was a strong maiden, but that horse that you guys trained did win its next start, and that ran third or fourth. OBH would have 10 lengths on Schwadelace. I would have thought so. Schwadelace, Schwadelace, Schwadelace. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Queen of Soul is the current 350 favourite. And I think the market's wrong there. Yeah, perhaps. It's reacted a little bit. um, um, Yeah, it was a strong maiden win. I think it was in the market when it ran third to Captain King one day. Ascot last this time last year or maybe over 12 months ago. But, uh, but yeah, Queen of Souls is just, just another talking point and it's going to take up a big chunk of the market as well. But uh, I'm, I'm, tip, I'm getting the sense, strong sense that OBH is the, is the, is the uh, main target of support here amongst the, uh, the, uh, the team table. Taylor. The round table. The round table. <laughs> and, um, and other than that, for me, I just think if, if Snippy Miss is going to win one, this is, this is her race. But good luck, Team Taylor. OBH first up. With Romoli on board, charging forward, and I'm sure it's going to give his supporters a good run for its money. All right, let's move on. Race number four, the Amelia Park Lodge. Did I get all those words right? Okay, yep. the Amelia Park Lodge handicap uh, over the – oh, jeez, I'm not keeping up with my race book well here. Over the 1,000 metres. Now, I found this to be an incredibly uh, interesting race to analyse. It's 202, so we've had three races on um, uh, on a very rain-affected track, probably starting to play a little bit, probably more so race five, six, that we'll, we'll be feeling the track. Um, but from a speed map point of view, I would suggest that Keshaw has been uh, lobbed on Agent J to, to roll forward. No, I didn't see – a huge amount of pressure outside of that. So I think um, Keshaw can probably lead on Agent J. Uh, time scale grabs the back of Agent J, I'd say, from there potentially. Um, it's interesting to know with time scale. I know the figures read really well uh, from a data point of view, but I, I thought that time scale's run on the heavy eight was a little bit flat. I thought I had the back of had the back of Sun Sun in the run. And, and when, the, when, the, on. when yeah. the sprint went on, mm-hmm. the wheels span. I mean, this is what I this is what I find odd with the data. That's gone down as her best ever run mm-hmm. in, in, in the figures. But then you also go back to her run on a soft seven last campaign and she um yeah, she couldn't go a yard. I think well, she was pretty short. It's interesting you say that because so. there was strong money for her last start, wasn't it? Uh yes. I think there it was that was a weird bet. That's the race yeah, really beat Grace. Yeah. Graceful Girl got out to 450 late. Um Oh, what was it? Mystical View and Mystical View bucked and was very yeah. happy. It jumped okay. over 20 bucks yeah. in Betfair. Like, so most, most of us had that single figure, high single figures. Like, it was a weird, weird betting Time race. Timescale was $19 finance. into $10. Yeah. Yeah. Official so, flux, yeah. That'll be interesting. Timescale's one. I, I'm not sure, obviously, but it w- wouldn't be surprising me if, um, if it's really wet. It might even come out in the morning. I don't know. Mm. The way it went that day, I just don't think it, it looks like it. I just the wheels span, basically. Yeah. Simply, so. Tongue tie goes on too. On timescale? Yeah, tongue tie on as well. And then with McCanto as well, a fairly polarising horse, you've got to say one of his best runs aesthetically, it was a weak class one, was on the heavy eight as well. On the worst part of the track. On the yeah, worst yeah. part of the track, very probably, a, well, not probably, it was a good thing beaten that day. So Blinkers on on a wet track, he's one to consider. But no, this is a race I've got no real idea. I don't know why I'm talking, to be honest. Um, devoted thing I do want to mention is Devoted Star, first up last campaign. And first up every campaign is unreal. Yeah. The one time hasn't finished top two first up, missed a kick by six, was beaten three. It was probably mm-hmm. the run of the day. First up last campaign, came from last over a 1,000, uh, beating Silken Eyes, I think it was. Yeah, beating Silken Eyes on a bog track yeah. at Belmont. Yeah. It's almost the exact same setup. But what price do you want for a horse to come from dead last over a 1,000 metres in the wet? You, you always want your five, six, seven bucks minimum. So mm. um, hard to dive in with confidence. So, yeah, 
comes a time. How's the serenity? Good luck. Anyone? I think Mystical View is a really interesting runner. Mm. I remember she really took my eye in the yard that day as being the most relaxed, wouldn't turn a hair horse, and then to see her <laughs> buck out of the gates, I was thinking, what is Did you is see anything last on? week from the yard that made you – that you would suggest uh, a drift would come? No. Betting like that? that? That's what she was. She oh, was, so she was fine last time. Last, okay. Yeah, yeah. She was the ultimate professional mm-hmm. walking around as, as I actually made note of how relaxed she was and then to see her buck out of the gates, I was <laughs> so surprised at, at like what had gone on. Often it could be like a back thing, a, a girth too tight or I just don't know what it would have been that caused her to do that. But you, you sort of have to forgive her off that it, it makes her a really hard one to assess and all of a sudden she comes up at a price and pikey hasn't op- obviously probably had the choice of the two as well or bob obviously they mm. point him towards one of the two I, it, it's probably the more credentialed runner of the two you would have thought with the runs that's coming out of it it's yeah well it's run second in a belgravia and third in a placid arc mm. but um but it's so so wild eight starting a race it decides to buck out the gates mm. yeah, what do you how do you, wrap, how do you wrap your head around that going into that team mm. i don't know and that's what I mean. It's not like she was a, a hot horse who was all hot and bothered in the yard or and anything like that. And had a like history that. of being yeah. a big yeah. hot head. Yeah. That's okay. why you can't um, help but just think something's pinched her or. Yeah. So, so the, the the market was 8.50 out to 14 official, but I imagine she pushed out further on Betfair. Oh, she was anything. Um, anything. Which is, but yeah, I just think this is comes to Tom's race. Uh, last three starts been, well, three runs this prep's been wide throughout. Last Saturday was three wide, no cover the entire in a 110, 1200-meter race. Sat outside, poorly – so it's that three wide outside, the race that poorly led and won. Bright Diamond ran second. It's boxed on and been beaten 1.2 lengths. thought that was huge. Two starts before that, uh, ran second to Pans Down after being wide throughout. Pans Down has since come out and won at a higher level. I just loved what Paul Harvey did on um, – Sunny Silk yesterday, nice. where he was just aggressive from the thousand meters, refused to hand up to to William Pike on um, drink what you like, and then out, out, you know they went to the line. It was stride for stride, and then Pontiff was able to extract that little bit more, perhaps out of um, out of Sunny Silk yesterday. I just think he's going to be super aggressive on comes a time, and we'll try and own the own this race and um, rock hard fit now on the quick backup, which is a Justin Warwick special. I reckon this is comes a time's race to lose. I'm with you, but I'm just. I just don't like the price we're mm. taking at the moment. One thing I haven't mentioned in the first three races is that I am the biggest advocate for backing horses by sessions mm-hmm. on a wet track. I think that's OBH by sessions, correct? Yeah. And so it's timely outburst. As is timely yes. outburst comes a time, and so is Massimo. A little I've later all of them. Do you remember a couple of years ago when like the Velvet King and Market Ruler, they were dominating the three-year-old Belmont scene? And the Universal Ruler. Universal Ruler in the wet was there. I think Sessions is even better mm. in the wet. So. Well, I'm starting up an Excel spreadsheet. I'm going to document it ah, this Belmont season and compare yeah. Sessions versus Universal Ruler. We'll frame a market and see who signs most winners <laughs> during the Belmont season. stepping as clean as he was a year or two ago? Comes a time. Yeah. Perhaps not, which is probably why he keeps mm-hmm. landing wide throughout. But Pont so. does Pont things. Yeah, yeah, from four, yeah, I think even if he even if he is a touch slow, he can still land first four in, in running. Um, yeah, I just, just think this is this is comes a time's 
race on Saturday. Any concerns that his best runs have been fresh? I know that he went really well last start and all three runs have been really good in that sense. So both wins have come first up. He sort of trained off a little bit last prep. Mm. Um, that was my only only sort of concern as well, as Lockie said, the price. I marked him a $5 favourite. But yeah, I was the 320s. Yes. In a race, you've got some you've got some really nice horses here. You can make it, you can really make a case for all of these bar regal magic. I'm expecting um, it to uh, to push out a bit further. I'm wanting four dollars come to time for yep. what it's worth. Yeah, yep. that, that would be my my starting point for him. And I'm expecting with market forces that he'll end up will end up getting that. Um, I'm adding market forces to the list as well, Brittany. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm expecting uh, late on the Beckford Exchange to yep. perhaps get what I'm looking for. I think so. I think yeah, so. Sessions yeah. on the wet as well. Great, great day to bet on the bet very exchange. Like, I, I genuinely could back seven different runners in this race. It's gonna. I'm I'm happy backing drifters um, mm. on, on Saturday. If devoted star gets out twelve bucks bet fair late. I'll be I'll be having something. On if the time gets to five fifty, I'll probably be on. Like Agent J gets to forties. We haven't even spoken about how's the Serenity who's run second to Captain Captain Chaos, yeah. and she's a charmer at two of its last three starts as well. It's there's cool. there's there's massive upside yeah. and massive reasons to tip. Um, as I said, nearly all ten of these runners. So good race, good mm. race, yeah. <laughs> Well summarised. All right, so it's mastermind time, guys. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. Oh, God. It's time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition revamped. Revamped. Thanks, Terry. That is correct. The Mundaring Hotel, it's been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance and you're in the neighbourhood, drop in. See the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say day to him and his squad there up there at the heart of the hills. Let him know you're a 1-1 listener. Uh, it's all happening up there. Congratulations to episode 77 Mastermind winner, Andy Briggs. Uh, that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring has already been put in the post for you, Andy. So enjoy. He got uh, all four questions correct on last week's mastermind edition of the mastermind so this is the uh the new format trial format anyway terry so we're going head to head to find out who the real mastermind is in the taylor family is it Brittany taylor is it Lockie taylor we're about to find out we've got a host of questions here your name is your buzzer so i'll answer i'll ask the question you buzz in and if you get the question right that's one point first person to three points is this week's mastermind we could be here all footage. day i wish there was footage of britney right now she looks like me when um when spin along was charging up earlier this morning i have sweaty palms <laughs> i don't like losing so i think most of the answers are on the photos in the in the walls around here um guys so um there should be no excuses for because uh, these are all um taylor racing related questions that's even more concerning yeah. <laughs> all right you guys ready yep as ready Karen, as i'll ever be i've got my school board ready it's like gladiator are you ready <laughs> vulcan <laughs> all righty question number one this 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 could uh sink or swim come on guys it's <laughs> the, DJ's the, dream. the future of the mastermind depends on you okay <laughs> question one <laughs> What year did Jimmy Taylor win the Perth Cup aboard Moss Kingdom? Uh, Brittany, 1984. Correct. Just uh, <laughs> question, did you know that? I, I knew that, but I would have had to do the maths Not in my head. Not as quickly as me. <laughs> Not as quickly. I was sledging already started. I, I knew he was Dear 19, me. so I would have got it. <laughs> Is this a first two something or how many have we first got? First to first three. three. First two, three. All yeah. right. All right. Don't let, don't let it be a clean Bring slate. it on. Come on. I reckon Brittany's been foxing. Yeah, she did say yeah. that. All righty. Question two. Name the team Taylor horse whose ascot victory led to the now famous Brittany Taylor dance move. Brie. Oh, I, 
Why? You reckon it was lucky? Yes. By a mile. Yeah. Turn your listeners on. Point taken. Correct. <laughs> one, one. Hmm. Do you get many people like TikToking that dance move, Brittany? Call no, Brittany not, Taylor. not that might TikTok. Take off. <laughs> I haven't downloaded TikTok. <laughs> I think I need to. That might take off. All right, question three. Name the now leading WA-based stallion. Lockie. Oh, how would you know? That's all right. Have a go. I don't know why I did that. I have no idea. No, don't don't say anything more. Don't give him any more. Brittany gets the rest of the question if you get it wrong. How's it related to you? You see what you get to think of. I have no idea. I'm putting a five second clock on you here. I think I know off that, but scenic. Incorrect. So name the now leading WA based stallion who idyllic prince defeated in the 2011 Goodwood Sprint. Playing God. Brittany, two for Brittany. And the answer is actually above us. <laughs> yeah, on, I was going to say it's behind my head. There's an it? idyllic prince picture, and it has <laughs> idyllic what? prince defeating playing God Can and Elliot. Tell me what I was doing. <laughs> what was I doing? It was in way too early. No, you got to do that. I don't mind that. You said that's, three words. That's the, that's the pressure of the rebound last <laughs> one. All right, so that's oh, two for Brittany, me. one to Lockie. Uh, question number four. How many Winterbottom Stakes has Jimmy Trailer well, trained? Oh, why am I so <laughs> slow at saying my own name? I think you said your name wrong as well. <laughs> I don't even think you said your name correctly. Two. Lockie, you're up. Two. Two. That, that is correct. Mm. Two. Barakey now. and Magnificio. I think Avenida Vero ran second. Correct. Yeah, Black and Time has ran third. Yeah. Idyllic Prince ran second. I can Lockie. confirm it's now um, to all. Two, two. And it's first to three. This is you what have the to crowd, win by two. Is it like table tennis? <laughs> <laughs> or just normal tennis? Yeah. yeah. This is what the I'm crowd. I'm really wanted, disappointed in my reflexes. I've known both of them, wanted. and I just haven't been able to get my name out quick enough. This is this is what the crowd wanted. All righty. Question five. Okay. Oh. True or false? Oh. Winner takes all. 50, just a reminder. True winner or takes false. all. Mitchell Pateman won a race on Magnificio. Lucky. False. Correct. <laughs> the story is <laughs> the story is because well. I have Jason and Dad remind Mitch about this story almost every week at trials is that Mitch absolutely slaughtered him <laughs> <laughs> and they remind him of it every single week. He managed to get Magnificio beat, did uh, Mitch and Payment. So- and then he got the sack and Chris Parnham was the new apprentice for her and yeah, one, four or five on her. That is correct. So congratulations, Lockie Taylor. Came from behind victory in the first revamped edition of the Mardoway Racing Mastermind. How does it feel? No, it doesn't Brit? feel good. <laughs> no, it doesn't feel good. A little bit of karma. I'm <laughs> just... A little bit of karma. Winners win. Congratulations, Lockie. You've earned yourself a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. Who are you going to take? <laughs> good question. <laughs> Well, hey, your, so, your sister doesn't on. get to. Take Nanny. Yeah. Take Lois up there. She's responsible for half the Hey, Nanny, did you know all of the answers? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so so that is uh, that is the very first edition of the new Marnearing Hotel Debra Racing Mastermind. Congratulations to Lockie Taylor. Woohoo! <laughs> Can I confirm that Lockie's on next week then? Yes. We have to get him on the phone for, yeah? Yes. Yep. Oh, so okay. I have to have the... Yeah, you got the crown oh, Yeah, God, you can I win every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's pressure yeah. every week. Yeah. Champs and challenges. And I think we're going to get Trav Murray first. If he's available, oh, we'll get Trav yeah. Murray, I reckon, first yeah. up. Yeah. So, yeah, he's there, uh, yeah, the OG mastermind. So. Sounds good. Yeah. Well played, well played, guys. Thanks for uh, participating. Now, Brilliant. the most important question of all of those oh, questions is... He's got is, a bit of a glow about him now. BJ, are you happy with how that went? 
<laughs> it went better than I expected. Oh, actually. good. So, yeah, yeah, very good. As long as you're happy. The, uh, the, the live version is going to be interesting next week, but we'll, uh, we'll have some fun with it. So uh, enjoy your uh, time up at the Mundaring. Oh, Lucky. Thank you. Let's go. Race five. Bit of another, a bit of Team Taylor flavour. And this one, this is the Schweppes Handicap, 2,100 metres, 13-horse uh, field to, to face the starter here. I actually quite enjoyed doing the form for this race. It um, was an interesting mismatch of horses that have that have come through uh, the, the feeder staying events at Ascot leading into this. And then you've got some up-and-comers with varying form lines that have basically coming from mile events at, at quite early stages of their of their campaigns. Um, and there's, yeah, so, the, so what do you do? Do you do you side with the tried and true stayers, the horses that have that, that grounding platform runs under their belt, or are you going for those horses that are on the way up and we don't really know what their ceilings are? It's gonna be a good race to chat about. Terry, how did you play to, how did you um, decide to play this race? Uh, it'll be value on Betfair again. I think you just summed that up tremendously. You've got Come Right Back, Black Shadow, Secret Pearl, <clears throat> coming from your proven 66 pluses. Um, willing to forgive Come Right Back last start. I think the sprint went on and uh, being underneath. I actually really like the draw for Come Right Back here outside of horses. I think it's a tough horse rather than get strung up on the rail and try roll and forward with them. Try and roll forward and tuck in if possible. I think you'll yep. have uh, Arid Gain and uh, Lord Lonsdale will obviously try and lead if they can get out the gates cleanly. Um, but I think Lucky will come across and try and tuck in on the speed and just don't ride the horse. No. I'd like to see him on a sustained 600 meter run, especially in the wet type thing, rather than um, rather than being trapped around the fence, which wasn't Lucky's it was fault. Sort of, um, it was just how the race panned out. He, he was going backwards as everything else was going yep. forwards, wasn't yep. he? Yeah, he has no. He doesn't have a real strong acceleration, especially yep. under the 58. So, um, but then you've obviously got uh, Sentimental Queen, who's just a different horse for Hayden Valentine. Mm. Absolutely flying. Um, and then you have the Born to Try, and you have to say Lord Lonsdale form because there wasn't that much between them. And there's a weight swing to Lord Lonsdale, and then you have Blackwater. Bay, um, who has only won two or three of uh, two his of eight. start, two of eight, yep. but easily could be five of eight. Um, and yeah, so you've got just all the varying form lines coming together, and I think it's a, a cracking race. But I'm, I'm looking at Durant's too mm -hmm. um, in, in the wet. Uh, nice fit stayers. Um, yeah, I, I find it really hard to tip here because I mean I'm looking at the prices now. Black Shadows eight dollars. Um, I'll obviously let the Taylor's talk about Black Shadow a little bit more. Black Shadow uh, has, has been a super performer in the wet. And if that slips out to sort of nine, ten, eleven, twelve dollars, I've got Black yeah, Shadow six, six eighty. You know, so um, yeah, it's a race I'll be playing several. To be honest, I'm hoping big money comes for like a sentimental mm, queen that jumps yeah. like two seventy, two sixty, mm. and then I'm like, okay, let's play three or four runners here yeah. with um, the best result being whatever's the biggest overs. Were you surprised that sentimental queen came up favourite? No, nah, I, I had favourite. I had favourite. Just well, the yeah. the way it's winning, um, but I don't know if that sluice box divine quest form is really going to hold up all that strongly, especially yeah, the sixteen hundred up to twenty two in the wet. Suppose just with Pike going on as well, you're going to yeah, you're going to that's a big um, positive, obviously. You're so. going to uh, it's going to open up firmer. Uh, and then, yeah, Blackwater Bay is coming straight out of a 58-plus at Albany. But uh, that was just – he went down there just to get a bit of a um, – Easy know, kill. Easy kill yeah. he didn't, You yeah. know, he nearly didn't start favourite. Is that right? The money came so hard for Roy Rogers. Gifted runner. warrior. Gifted warrior. Mm -hmm. It just came like the – I yeah, the money was just just mad for it. I think it ran the last actually. Um, but, yeah, Blackwater Bay's a horse hasn't had a great deal of luck. No. Um, and I think we'll relish the 54 over a journey as yeah. well. So, But how's Black Shadow, guys? We, uh, we happy? Can we have a bet? What are we What are we thinking? Happy. Once he finds form, he's just he like the it, best horse to have a bet on because he's just so reliable and – Especially in a race like this that has a little bit of quality in it 
has a little bit of speed in it, you get a nice price for a horse that you know is going to run an honest race. And I remember his second ever start at that point, we pretty much thought he was going to be a horse that we eventually move on and Jason and Dad didn't have an opinion of him whatsoever. He won on a heavy eight and that was the reason he pretty much stayed in the stable and he hasn't found a heavy eight since. So he loves getting his toe into the ground and I just think he's so reliable and as Terry said, if he gets out to $10, $11, I've already had something on at $9 and um, I wouldn't be- We back up the truck basically, don't we? Like I wouldn't him. be scared of going again if he got- Got out to a, a better price. Can How I much share one forest wall yesterday, by the way, look? Zero dollars. <laughs> you know what? We should have started this preview by prefacing by the fact that my last winner was Oscar Allen, the first goal scorer two weeks ago. Just take everything I say just with a grain of salt. Can I ask you guys uh, like a training question specific to Black Shadow? Mm-hmm. So, I remember I latched on to him sort of late autumn, so early autumn last year, and he won He won twice at Ascot, and he just looked like a really progressive star and put a horse that I thought might be able to make that leap into sort of those sort of listed sort of Country staying, Cups. Country yeah. Cups, mm. that sort of thing. So that he won his last – he won at Ascot on the 11th of April 2020, and he got put out for a spell. Then he sort of came back the next preparation. Uh, he ran – he didn't run poorly, but he didn't take that next step. Can you guys give some insight from a training point of view, from like being around the horse um, day to day as you are? Why do you think he didn't t- take that that step, and what were some of the factors that impacted his progression that campaign? There is a specific reason, yep. and we were on the same wavelength as you. We thought he would be able to progress to maybe those Bunbury Pinjarra Cups, maybe something a touch weaker when he was winning late autumn last year and then he came up for the winter campaign because there just wasn't many races for him at the time Um, brought him back throughout the winter was building towards a win and then he got hit with a virus had at one point i believe he was four or five weeks between runs we thought he was back on track Mm -hmm. and then had a couple runs after that and just never really looked like the same horse and in doing so he dropped a fair amount of points because he just wasn't right and we thought he was fine, but I just think that virus knocked him around yeah, and we probably did the wrong the wrong thing by racing on. Yeah, everything was pointing to the fact that he was better. He was, you know, eating up. Everything seemed – he seemed very bright within himself and um, he's a bright, quirky sort of horse. He was very much within his usual mould, but – yeah, I think when they get hit with a virus, sometimes that the best thing is to put just, them out it, for a break, give them the It knocks them around more than you think. It, yeah. it, it knocks stables around, doesn't uh-huh. it? Yeah. Because sometimes you think, gee, that stable's performing below expectations yep. and then you find out down the track mm. that there was a virus that went through the camp and mm. it sort of explains away a few things. But I think it's just important that horses have a, a, level, a level of talent and sometimes we as sort of interested onlookers are, um, are trying to work out What's happened to Black Shadow? Mm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And, and it's hard to, to, to piece all that yeah. all that. So you look together. at that and you'd go, oh, okay, he was just on his mark and needed to lose a few points before he could then be competitive again. But I still think he could get to an 80 Raider and still be competitive. It's just that he wasn't right a yeah. year ago and now he's spot on. You've got the benefit as well. He's always been a Jason Brown horse. So mm. if he does win a couple and he's got 60-61, um, you can put Lactar on potentially and yep. you, you sort of back down to that type of weight. So that's a really um, – yeah, it's a, it's a positive when you haven't you haven't used the apprenticeship yet, mm. I guess, to some degree. But, yeah, you can tell he's 
like he has done this in the past where he, he gets fit and healthy, happy, happy and healthy, and then he can sustain that. And, and yeah, his, his recent form's been, been excellent. He got caught in that two-horse war down the straight with Secret Pearl the other day. It looked like he was going to fend Secret Pearl off there for a stride or two, but just got overwhelmed late. But um, I think Chris Parnham was the difference yeah, there on yeah. Secret Pearl. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's as good as any Chrissy Parnham, but but yeah, it was it was it's it's I'm always interested to, to to learn more about how the factors that impact performance, I suppose, which we're not obviously privy to. And the other thing early in the prep was that he was racing uh, probably that bit dour, and we just changed uh, his training. Actually, I. You you got a little bit of a drive by, yeah. by by your dad in a post race interview yes. I heard on the on the radio. Did you hear that too? No. Well, he'd worked well. He'd worked very well. Um, and very, very strong on the Monday. But for him, it was just probably too much. He's one that can probably handle that little bit less. And so going into the next start, um, Dad said, right, just only let him gallop up for 200 metres. And um, that's what we did. And, yeah, he was able to win that start. So, And, and another thing, we were, we were give, trotting him around on race morning and have backed off on that so that he goes to the races really fresh and that's when he's been racing his best. So they're all individual and... Uh, we've just seemed to find all the nuances and what he prefers. He's a lucky horse, really. He's a stayer but doesn't have to get trained like a stayer. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. Whereas he was being trained like a stayer in those early races. So you, so you flattened him? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I made sure that. <laughs> exactly. I made sure this morning we didn't put much work into him. So we, um, yeah, no, we kept it pretty light on the track for Black Shadow this morning. So, yeah, no, it should be rock, should be good rock and roll on uh, Saturday. All right, so you guys, I couldn't imagine you'd be tipping against Black Shadow. No, he's been too good to me and he just – Ticks plenty of boxes, I think. Brittany? I don't know. I'm I know Sentimental Queen, we have gonna have questions on that form from, you know, a, a class three, the the sixty plus, but I've just been so impressed by how she's come back for Hayden Ballantyne and Smooth the, Mover. Oh, mm. the one and the one thing he said is that from I remember that first class three Ascot win, he said, and she's only going to be better on soft tracks at Belmont. And I found that a bit of a funny comment given that at the time I think she'd had four goes on soft for duck eggs. So I was like, oh, really? That was a really strong win, 60 yeah. kilos. She just drew away from him late. It was powerful, wasn't it? And then so. last night was on a soft five mm-hmm. um, and on that that tired sort of Ascot track. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she, she may just – a couple, co- couple of confident betting moves as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, the run that gain. the run that worked worked me up regarding sentimental coin was the fourth behind adornment. Um, I'm pretty sure British Bessie was in that race as well, and there was uh, the, still with the the Williams at that period of time. I uh, know it was with with Hayden, uh, but the horse. There was a horse in that who went on to run third in the Perth Cup called Midnight Blue. I think was in the, the yep. same race as well. So that. To, for her to be beaten 1.3 lengths against that company, and at that stage she don't she hadn't had that many starts and only won three races was was really quite encouraging. So at that level and from a staying point of view, it's like okay, this horse is is only just turned four. There's there's a bright future there um, if if Hayden can keep her improving and for her to go bang bang to kick kick off her prep over 14 and 16, again leaping third up to 2100 meters, but the the draw just sort of almost almost sort of negates that in a way because she's going to get get to a spot. Pike's going to get her to a spot that's suitable without wasting any fuel at all. Uh, for me, I think she stands out as the horse to beat. And um, so I'm, I'm in the Sentimental Queen camp and I think Blackwater Bay is the biggest danger. Yep. Anything, anything more? Uh, nothing. No, I think the money will come big time again, Sentimental Queen. Pike going on for a horse that, as Brittany said, just looks 
aesthetically like um, she's flying. So she probably trades sort of $283 Betfair, takes up 35 40% of the market. And then yeah. there's, there's six other chances. They've all got to fit into the 60%. So I'm expecting to see late maybe something like a, a $14, $15, $16 come right back. And I think that might be the forgotten runner yep. off its last effort. So I'll be looking at something. I'm just going to be playing value in that sense all day long. Yeah, it could be double figures, Black, black Shadow as well, no yep. doubt. So, yep. all right. Race six, we gave this mob a bit of a plug earlier, but it's the Crown Towers Handicap. 1,300 metre special conditions race, and um, we have another Taylor runner. You guys are going to have a busy day on Saturday. Zephyr Queen is saddlecloth number one, but I imagine most people will be in the Sun Sun camp. That was absolutely gift wrap for him last uh, Walked in front, kicked away. That was, uh, thank you very much. Licking their lips there with the connections of Sun Sun. Will, will Sun Sun get similar conditions on Saturday, Guru? No, it won't. And I reckon that was a – got to say at times maybe that wasn't the best ride. It won by three, so you can't criticise too heavily. But if something takes off mid-race and tries to put – no, it catches him napping, that's probably the only way he was going to lose. Sun Sun was the best horse in that race. He could have ran it. I think he's gone something 15 lengths below benchmark. Yeah, early, yeah. <laughs> like he, I think he gave like, – I think Pike might have been a little bit asleep on Billy Ray there, not yeah. saying I should go here at the 700 and catch him napping. And look, I still think he probably kicks back and wins, but. Um, it's funny, I think, because it was over 1,400, we were never going to see a mid-race move. All yeah. of a sudden, if that race is 16 or 1,800, then they make their moves. Well, do you know who the move would have come from? Mini Winnie, except yeah. it was scratch the gates. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, look, Sun Sun should be really hard to beat. Um, Zephyr Queen, uh, another Taylor runner, as you said, mm. and uh, I'm Ice, you've drawn 12 and 13. They look like the other speed runners in the race. And um, interesting with Sun Sun because Sun Sun has found the top uh, on a few occasions, but it's been in races they've walked. I don't think Sun Sun's naturally that quick a beginner. Um, so back to the 1300, if Zephyr Queen or I'm Icy, who looks to be stepping a lot cleaner than past uh, campaigns from the outside gates, can, can step cleanly at Sun Sun might end up just behind them, and um, yeah, it's just a it's a different uh, it's a different kettle of fish from there. But uh, yeah, wide, wide, wide open race, guys. Yeah, I don't have much to add to be honest. <laughs> I think Sun Sun will be hard to beat, obviously, but yeah, not a race for me. Sun Sun for me, and uh, Lockie, you referenced that O'Reilly mare. Look what Sun Sun O'Reilly oh. mare. Um, I know that it was obviously gifted last start, but you can only beat what. Exactly right. You're up against, and I just think but you can he's tell progressive. He's, you can tell he's got some quality yeah. about him, hasn't he, mm-hmm. Sun Sun? And um, he might have been even won by further if he was, uh, if there was any pressure applied to him in the mid race. So, did you see the move just before the last ten minutes of betting? Mini Winnie was eights into fives. Yeah. Um, before when was uh, she taken out? Jar at the gates, I yeah. think. Yeah. Oh, right. Was, um, yeah, it was um, a, a, like floating. It was something superficial. Yeah. yeah, it was something superficial. So has has missed the run, which is a concern. But Mini Winnie to me, because this speed map had those three horses I mentioned that will go forward. Then it had a bunch of backmarkers and it had nothing sort of in between. Yeah. So Mini Winnie from eight will park in just behind them. Um, my impression is we'll really relish the wet track. Mitch Pateman, that's clearly why he grew a leg. And uh, if the money comes hard for Sunshine again, I think a horse like Mini Winnie um, can run a pretty big race. Um, beat the bro is another one yeah. first up. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I don't think can be completely discarded. Um, he's only one from three first up, but all first up runs have been just absolutely huge. And, and also he's a horse who can who does actually enjoy scouting wide and being really yep. tough. Yes. So is he up, <laughs> is he up for that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Is he up for that, Terry? Uh, just a few scars coming to the surface there, actually. Uh, 100% is. He doesn't like being pushed to the fence, does he, beat the bro? Uh, no, he doesn't like being pushed. I did mention that quite. Alan Kennedy yeah, will go back to the fence yeah, and beat the bro. Yeah, yeah, Paul Harvey would. But um, that's okay. Um, the waste one horse I do want to mention, and it's 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 wild. It's currently 40 to 1. I think it'll probably jump 100 to 1, is I'm Icy. Uh, I thought the two trials were, were nice trials. Now, by this stage of the day, it's going to be a quagmire. Have I pronounced that correctly, guys? Do we think? Quag. Quag? Quag. Is quagmire the character? The character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a tee off. Um, family guy. Family guy. <laughs> is that the. Wait, 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 that's quagmire. Good looking fellow. He is. Oh, dearie me. He's a sex pest, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dearie me. I've had a nightmare today. Can we start again? Um. Yes, anyway, so at this stage of the day, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world um, to be scouting out deep. Or, I mean, I still think I'm ISIS quick enough to potentially. Yeah, that's a picture of him, Brittany. Thanks. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Dearie me. I'm picking on your list of little sayings and I'm, uh, I'm building up a little repertoire myself. Um, but I think I'm Icy can roll forward. Now, I'm Icy is a horse with a career record that's just moderate. Five, 30 uh, starts for the five wins, but I'm Icy cannot go with cover. The moment there's any cover, cannot go. Go through the whole career. There was one start in a 60-plus last campaign um, where he sat deep the trip in about fifth or sixth and kept on going around second or third behind Abbey Lane. It was a really, really nice run. With the 52, I, I just think if they can jump well, land on pace with no weight, a nice fresh horse at the pet trip, I think it can run a race at a huge price. But um, yeah, I'm not um, under the illusion it's at the same level as Sun Sun. It's going to need conditions to assist. Okay. AJ. Very it just good. won at a wild price, and I think there's going to be a few of those on the day. Quick mention, I don't know whether he's riding at Northam today, but Stevie Parnham's back in the saddle after another surgery, um, recent surgery. So he hasn't ridden since he won the Pinjarra Cup on Divine Shadow, I think. So mm. uh, he's back on the saddle. He's riding What About Moi for Stefan Bahala, Terry, um, in uh, in this particular race. My uncle-in-law. Your uncle-in-law, correct. So, yeah, pretty keen son, son for me. I reckon he's a really, really progressive horse. Obviously, Adam Durant, the form camp in West Australian racing. What are we What are we doing? Two, two horses I want to ask about before we move on for this race. What are we doing with Billy Ray? We, is he still a work in progress, Billy Ray? I thought, I thought he's late. Late closing speed uh, last start was really encouraging in, in a race that where the tempo wasn't suitable. Um, what, what, what sort of horse is Billy Ray? Yeah, an underpriced one consistently. Mm. Yeah. yeah I've, got him, I've got Billy Ray double figures. Yep. I think so. this is the first time this prep, and he's I must admit he's been more genuine this prep, yep. but this is the first time he's actually going to have to race in between horses. Yeah. And for a horse that has had a habit of not being – all that genuine in the past, that's a big no-no for me. And that, the price, you don't even really need to think about him at that price anyway. Exactly. Yeah. That barrier one by race six as well could be yeah. a, a poison chalice. And don't want to put you guys on the spot too much. Nervous but, uh, words. <laughs> but uh, what, what can the punters expect from Zephyr Queen first up? Has a good, has a good tra uh, track distance profile. Um, and her best is certainly good enough. Where, where is she at? She'll roll forward and we'll get a good indication of where she's at. Okay. That's what I think. Yep. Alrighty, so that is the first leg of the Quadrella. Moving forward to race seven, the Morley Growers Market Handicap. 1,400 metres, it's a 72-plus race, but it was scaled up, so this is a 71-plus from an internal we handicap. We finished with three races here, don't yeah, we? Yeah. These, good, are, these are three really, really good horse races. So yeah, yeah. I almost reckon that staying race should have been the first leg of the quaddy, but anyway, um, thought that was a quite a deep, mm. deep contest. Yeah. Um, 
Terry, you want to take the lead on this? This is this is not bad, is it? Yeah, no, it's, as I said, really, really interesting. Rash, from a speed map point of view, up to the 1400, I, I think they're going to, obviously, Captain Kink's the only leader yep. in this race. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll roll forward on, on Captain Kink, but I think they'll want to be pretty circumspect. So I think Captain Kink is probably suspect at 12, 13 or 1300. So the fact the 1400, I think they'll want to be relatively circumspect. So who did we come up with as a breeze horse here? Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Okay, I got War God. Yeah, either, I had um, I had either of them swapping positions, either yeah. one one or outside leader. Yeah, so yeah. I think if yeah. Wargod sits outside of Captain Kink, Bruce Almighty's the type of horse that will yes settle in the one one, and is the type of horse that Chris generally makes his move on just Three prior one. to straightening. Yeah. So. Yep. Now, it, Lee, obviously the interesting runners here is leading girl. Was beaten as a $3.30, $55.75 favourite last campaign. A couple of those runs really had its chance to win, uh, to win as well. Lonsdale Lady out sprinted, Comfort Me, picked up off the fence and beat him. Uh, beat her, sorry. Comfort um, Me. Are we going there? Ah, uh, yeah, we can go there. That's all right. <laughs> that's all right. I was, I was okay. I was okay with that role. By the stage of the day, I don't mind three wide though, cover. I think that's okay on a wet track. Um, but then the two wins were against, and they weren't big wins, were against Maserati and Strike Force. That's probably not the the strongest form. Was it Patty Shadow in one of those races? I'm just Perhaps. down the horses yeah. that ran that ran second oh, yeah, yeah, at course, least. Yeah. Uh, that strike force race, it was juicy carrots in third. There wasn't much happening in that sense. Look, all of her numbers are huge and on paper she looks hard to beat. And her um, trial, her trial was just probably most impressive trial I watched out of the bunch. But from barrier eleven, she has to be a risk. And um, I'm probably gonna sound like a broken record with every favourite talking about why they're a risk, but from barrier eleven, she's She's going to have to run a PB to get past this lot in a race where there isn't much speed on paper. Um, look, I think I think Moshard is going super. They've been just been crying out for the fourteen hundred. Loves the wet tracks and is in career best form. This this is his best preparation. Enjoys Belmont too, doesn't he? Of course, racing yeah. exactly right. I think he might be stepping a little bit better as well. So this campaign he's drawn eleven ten nine. But if you just watch the first thirty meters of every race, I think he's stepped okay in the past. He hasn't. I, I think he uh, landed like six. That's Brad Ruwell, I think. Potentially, yeah. yeah potentially, um, he landed in third in that um in the rj peters before his spell but that was a race without any speed from memory which was a wet really wet track too it was yeah. yeah that was um yeah flow around second i think it's a funny race to take Flo. much from despite the airflow despite the fact it was a uh despite the fact it was a group three but um the, the, the two horses i want to play here are moshard um but i think the biggest value and probably the biggest value of the day is war god um, Walker just grows a leg at Belmont. Um, he's done He's done very little wrong the entire prep. Now, at this stage of the day, I have a bit of a rule on wet tracks where if you want to um, – if you've got reasonable horses on speed and tough horses on speed, it's very difficult for horses whose strength, say like a leading girl, is to pick up and sprint and run big last twos and last fours. I think you'd lose a little bit of that acceleration and a little bit of that sprint in the wet. And if you've got an on-pace grinder, they're the horses I love to back in these really inclement conditions. So I think War God will be forgotten a little bit by the mile. Already has been, according to my market, um, at around that $15 mark. But I think if War God can find the breeze and roll, last time I did that at Belmont, it beat great again. Um, who obviously went and did pretty good things after that. So uh, last few runs have shown that War God is absolutely flying. The last run showed that War God's jumping as well. So with Brad Parnham going on, I think from barrier eight, it's a bit of a blessing. The only plan will be to pop outside Captain King and just just make it work. It's mm. fit as a fiddle back to its home ground and its pet trip. Well, Neville Parnham, we said a lot, he's just a genius at just keeping these mm. horses ticking over until they win a, win a sad day and pay their way. Uh, and he's, you can just feel like he's building, isn't he? War God to a uh, who was he was actually going to yeah he was going to be my Maddie but he's not quite Maddie territory at the moment so Price. Uh, just one moment War God I had eleven dollars 
It's 15. What did you have? Terry? Six. Yeah. I've got leading girl second favourite though. Who's your favourite? Moshard. 4.75. Moshard, five bucks leading girl, $6.60. Oh, God. Okay. So it's an easy bet race for me in that sense. Two horse play. Off we go. In and out. Lucky Taylor. Must start paying me out now. Tough race. Do you get the feel that it's a race where a lot of these are potentially on their mark and they're not the types of horses that are going to string two or three together? Or am I wrong? Yeah, potentially. I mean, has, has Bruce had enough now? That was a shocker it put in last start. Not a shocker, but it wasn't as good a run last start. Has Bruce had enough? Because Bruce's probably best racing has been at Ascot as well. And the wet weather's a concern. Yeah, Naughty by Nature's one who um, who I think's got more wins in store. A bit stiff last campaign. Definitely got another seven or eight points. I think two wins in it. But you're right, the rest of them, I don't know how much more is in them. And if by that stage of the day, the rain has really come down, we're in testing conditions, her last win was on what might have been a heavy nine yeah. when Clint Johnson Porter was in the car park essentially from yeah. the 800 meter mark and she just absolutely swum through that. So she might be the one if she gets out to a little bit more of a price because as you said, she seems like she still has some type of progressiveness about her, ticks the box in regards to a wet, a wet track. And if it's a testing 1400 meters, then you know she has the, the runs on the board over 1600 meters and beyond. So. That's the only way I might be playing this race, but I doubt I will be. You stole all my thunder. That's the way I was going to go as well. Just drawn out there at that time of the day as well when we're on a, what word? Quagmire. A heavy track winner, a horse that is adept over further, being able to get a nice track up and come down the centre of the track, I think, um, naughty by nature for me. It's funny, are we at this stage of the day now where, do you know when they go down the Pinjarra Strait and you look for barrier 10 rather than barrier yeah. 1 as a positive? Are we now at that stage of the day by race 7 where we're just flipping the, oh, flipping the script absolutely. and yeah. we're looking for the wider gates? Because a few of the lads messaged me after Dig Deep drew 9 and 15 and said, oh, no, that's not a good draw. And I said, I reckon that is a great draw mm. for that stage of the day, to be honest with you. So anyway, that might be a good segue. There you I, go. Yeah, just quickly, I, just, I think leading girls um, – going to still be able to find a way to win this race. First up, last preparation over 1,200 metres. She came from last and ran Nerodio, Nerodio to three quarters of a length at uh, at Belmont. That, um, and yeah, and- Is this Bob's inspirational girl this year? Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think leading girls might've had some issues behind the scenes which have impacted her. Well, curtailed her career. So she's a five-year-old man now. <clears throat> but I think they got big wraps on her. She's um, – that trial behind We've Got Dreams was really, really strong, wasn't it? Um, I, I love the ground that she pulled off them late. I just think from 11, Pikes is going to go back, stay wide and look for the better going. And I can see the class of leading girl. Um, she, she might she might be a horse that's going to progress into bigger and better races, sort of what Lockie was saying, like which is the horse that's going to take the leap forward. I think leading girl's the one. I thought she was a $3 chance. She's three forty dollars on the drift at the moment. So I thought leading girl could swoop past them late. And it looks like they've timed it to miss the Ascot season, just save her for Belmont. And, yeah, it looks like it might be a plan. Yeah, so a bit of class about a leading girl. And, um, I, I, you know, if, if people still want to lay her and she keeps getting out further on Betfair, then might see a four there and that's that's oh, good enough for me that's enough for you to pile in yep all right the uh the feature race of the day the uh iron jack belmont sprint over the 1400 meters the early scratching we've just been informed not long ago of cup nights uh, that's a bummer yeah that's a, that's a real bummer 
It is. Yeah. It is. Cup night had definitely returned uh, as good, if not better than ever. So it definitely takes uh, an element away from that race. Um, but it is still a, a cracking field. Scratch, and, um, scratch due to an abnormal uh, blood count not quite right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's, as we were saying um, off air before, he's a very, uh, Bernie Miller's a very patient man and very good to his horses. And if they're not, in his opinion, 100%, he's, um, he's not going to run them. So um, I'm sure we'll see Cup Night. I'm hopeful we'll see Cup Night back for the big features uh, in November, later in the year. But uh, This is campaign over, is that right? I yep. believe so. Yep. Yep. Okay. Right. Yep. But the show goes on without him and it's uh, it's a cracking, cracking horse race. There's many ways to view this. Um, Elite Street was probably the eye-catcher, especially now taking out Cup Night, who actually ran a quicker last two than Elite mm. Street uh, in the Roma Cup. But Elite Street's obviously the eye-catcher. But did I hear Danny Morton before the Roma Cup talking about um, the fact he was hoping no rain came because he was concerned how Elite Street would go? I missed that. Wet. Lockie, did you hear that? Miss that all. That's the thing. No one's actually confirming this for me. I swear, but I may. I dream things. I dream, and I say words that aren't words as well. But um, I may. Dan, I may have dreamt that. that you dream about. It. Well, I, I might be pushing. It. I, might be, I might be pushing its price. Out. That's just a concern. Actually, it's like that right. meme on on Facebook where the guys. <laughs> yeah. I, say, I say mem. Is it mem or meme? What meme? Yeah, I say mem. Do you say oh. gif or gif? Gif. Mm. Is that right? GIF's the cleaning product. Yeah. No, there's a bit of a GIF movement. Not, not that I know much about that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, meme. Um, this is a good race. I'm just going to move on here. This is a very good race. The elements to uh, who's going to handle the wet and who's going to handle the 1,400 metres from the Roma Cup. Um, from a speed map point of view, money matters. Should be able to come across and cross them. They'd love, I reckon they'd love to see Massimo kick up and lead, but Massimo just doesn't seem to be leaving the gate well enough. Yeah. Um, if it does lead well enough, the stable might have a plan to lead and breeze. Lead and breeze, That could yeah. be a, a possibility because nobody would have missed Massimo's trial Monday, mm. um, well, two Mondays ago. But um, look, from barrier one, if you three-back the fence, geez, you, you could be you could be cooked instantly, yep. you know, without, without – um, Which is why I reckon they're going to have to be really aggressive early with Massimo. Yeah, they might if even, he jumps They, they might even lead and breeze, but with – Money matters coming across leading Massimo popping out into the breeze, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. Rather than Massimo holding up in front. Could but be. yeah, very, um, yeah, really, really, really interesting race to dissect. I'm sure Lachlan's going to point us in the uh, direction it, of the winner. I'll try. I am probably siding with horses like the Velvet King and Massimo, as long as he steps clean. Now, hopefully he does, but Massimo's wet track form previously has been really good. I think 1,400 metres at this stage of his career is probably his sweet spot. And then a horse like the Velvet King, his last run in the Belmont Sprint was enormous. Missed the kick, worked hard to settle on speed and went down in the final final stride. It still gives me bad memories. Yeah, me And I've liked in his trials, he's actually stepped cleaner and he looks to be – leaving the machines much, much better. So from barrier seven, Mitch Pateman can have him on speed somewhere in the first four and you know that he's reliable enough to run you a race on a wet track. So I'm probably going with him and Massimo and at the prices I think you can play both of them. Oh, we get a head-to-head for my universal rule of V sessions theory. Oh, here we go. Uh, there we go. I'm going both of them. Didn't exactly. even know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Britt, have you got a, a lean? No. 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 I was originally – with Massimo, and then we've just talked about how 
in the previous race, we want to be drawn out wide and coming down the center of the track. And then here I am talking about a horse that's drawn one. This is where my little niggling theory comes into play. And I've had this theory for a few years now. Horses Mm. who push you in the direction of Oscar Allen. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just marked him $7 and he was $9. (laughs) Simple. Um, That horses who handle wet tracks don't necessarily need to or it's not Mm. as necessary for them to be in the best part of the track because they handle the wet going. So whilst other horses might be coming off the fence at that stage of the day, I suspect a horse like Money Matters who isn't quite as superior on wet going, I suspect he'll be coming four or five horses off the fence. All of a sudden, Massimo gets that beautiful rails run and saves all that ground. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who can't win? Taxigano. KC. KC? KC can't win, yep. I don't think in, I a, agree in, a, hard, a, in a hard run, 1,400 metres on a bog first up of trials, which didn't get me. Jeez, that would be some t- – it'll, it'll earn my lay, I'd say. We'll p- probably chuck in that. Two of my three lays. One I wasn't going to bring that up. But yes. <laughs> in my defence, though, all that money came Lady Duckworth, but no one really took any, and the other one started longer. So in my defence, but, yeah, no, it wasn't a big day in that sense. So got out of the bang, I think. We might chuck five or something up okay. on, uh, on Saturday. So it's just – it's it's an incredible race. Like when you, when you have a look at the Roma Cup, the only horses that haven't progressed to the Belmont Sprint, Flirtini – my mate, Rock, Magic, yeah. <laughs> Rock Magic and Terry's um, BFF, Caracapo. And the rest of them are all, have all moved forward into this race. And then there's there's some interesting elements that have come come into the race, i.e. Dig Deep. Um, Bam's on fire, who is unbelievably back in Western Australia yeah. after beginning her career here with Mark Ford. And Isn't that so interesting? Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know what the backstory is there, but she's she's back. She's with Neville Parnham now. Some big after, runs in the slop over East as well. After being, yeah, exactly. After being, having her last two years racing with Kieran Maher and David Eustace in, in Victoria. And she's been really well-traveled. I think she's raced in Queensland and New South Wales, as well as Victoria. Then you've got KC, the Kingston Town Classic winner, resuming and come play with me. I think has won seven from eight at Belmont and is a wet track freak, but whether the 1400 is too short or not, that's probably the the main sticking point there. So it's just such a good race. Um, And uh, again, we've said it earlier and we'll say it again, Betfair Lakes is going to be fascinating, isn't it? Where's the money going to come from? Who's who's going to ease? Who's going to hold? Um, and what what ends up being value? I was quite keen on Cup Night. I thought his rate, his run was just about on a par with Elite Street last start. And from Gate Five, he was going to probably land ahead of Elite Street in this race on Saturday. And he has some really exceptional forty hundred meter performances. Does Cup Night as well? So now that leaves me questioning Elite Street. I think that 370 available at the moment, Elite Street's under the odds for mine. So I think while he can win, I'll be looking around him and it's got to be something like Massimo, Money Matters again, who who you can't really um, knock too much. But the horse that I wanted to Sort of throw into the Finally. throw into the mix was dance music. Ah, oh, okay, mm. that's not what I. What were you going to say? I thought it would be dig deep, but that's <laughs> fine. Oh, yeah. I thought but that went went without sort of saying. <laughs> Brittany <laughs> mentioned him when. BJ asked about the horses who can't win. Did you hear it? Very good, very good, Lachlan. So, yeah. so okay. pitch voice came as well. Dance, dance music, dance music for me is just she's an outstanding foolproof. Uh, she's twenty one from she's eleven from twenty one or something. That's a good. Realise what she sort of strung together. Eleven from twenty four. Sorry. Such a good. Yeah. Horse. Dominated the mayor's series last year. Won a Northern Cup. Then she's run resumed in the Roman Cup and ran. 
third. Um, boxed on really bravely. It's going to land in a good spot. Has wet track form. It's just got a good record all, all round. So, again, Dan Swizzy has to be one of the main major players again. So, I don't know. Flip. Elite Street is the best horse in the race for mine, but I'm looking at at operating around the two Durant runners, Money Matters, Massimo, and Dance Music. No, right. I'm with Lockie with the Velvet King. Um, again, it's the theory of good wet trackers out on the speed, hard to get past for horses have to sprint past them in quagmires. And I think quagmire. Oh, I just don't want to say that word anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just came out again. Um, I think Velvet King can work potentially to a breeze or sit just behind him, get rolling. Um, yeah, it, it is an out and out swimmer. The the trials, the three trials, look like it's just progressed a little bit further every single time. So really keen, ten bucks, not really keen, but at ten bucks, that's such such an easy investment for me. It's a a big training effort, I reckon. Melbourne. Three trials, and I think that last but, but trial was like, basically like a run in the Roma Cup. For me, it's he's been to Melbourne and yeah, back. Think about it. Was Elite Street much, should have won last pretty time. much cooked, I reckon, over in Melbourne. Yeah, like he, Elite Street was cooked, wasn't it? And yeah. he's come back in 50 days. He's had Darren's had this for, for months to, yeah, to get, reckon, to get up and about. And look at all the gear changes, right? They're all his winning gear changes, or that race last year, the Belmont Sprint last year, which he ran second in. They're all the gear changes the same as that. He's, a, gra- he's, he's a great trainer, Darren McCall. I reckon this will be one of his best yet. If he can I've never King to win first up, ever backed or tipped the Velvet King in my life. and is the first time ever. I like that when I find one for a, for a certain reason in that sense. All right. So we, we've grilled Brittany and uh, Lockie about all the Taylor runners. What about Dig Deep? Well, the only thing I'll say with Dig Deep, I, I personally think this is a bridge too far. Um, gun to my head. The only thing I'll say is a 95 Raider, and you can see a lot of these are up to 108 Raiders in this race. But, I mean, he should have won two more last prep. We'll hold up. We definitely should have won our last start in the old Comrade, and we should have ran second in the Bunbury Stakes. So that's an extra five points here. There is 100 Raiders. So, look, I, I, the one thing – Two things. Nicola, my partner, will thoroughly Bunk. enjoy me saying this because she repeats this to me when I say it, is he just knows how to win. He just knows how to win and he continues to lift to the next level as well. So I'm, I'm really, really, this is, I'm, I feel like I'm going to the races as an, I don't really like all that much on the card all that much. So I feel like I'm going to the races as an owner for the first time in a long mm. time and not just a degenerate punter. So yeah. I'm really, really, really excited. If he goes well here, we can start thinking about going to a railway stakes. From Ooh, your yeah. sense. So, well, we can, obviously. As a 95 rider, if we if we run a good race, you know, top five, but show enough in the run, um, yeah, we can we can start thinking about getting going towards a big race in November. Which From is your perspective, do you wish the race was ran on a good four, and you could get a better guide on how he performs up against those horses, or it doesn't bother you? It's funny. I said it to BJ. I think the others have something on us. But what is rain? Rain is a great leveler. Mm. Um, we've only been around in a slot once. We ran second when we weren't fully fit to position to power. Obviously, this is a different level of horse. But if I don't think we're quite up to him, and rain comes, everything just comes together a little bit more, you know. So from winning this race, um, I think it might assist our chances, um, but you are 100% right on a, on a dry track. And I hope the Hyperion in two weeks' time, which we'll go to after this, I hope that's run on a dry track and we can get a gauge of really yeah, where he's at because he might yep. need this one to get it you know, fully fit um, for the mile second up. But it's been a very short spell, so there's plenty of residual fitness. But, um, yeah. In- I just can't wait for this race. It's yeah. a good one. It's, it? you know, have, you thrown, have you given us anything? No. A name. But- this is the thing is that when you said to me and you said when you said nothing and I was like no. Were you going to tip Cop not set of curiosity? No, you weren't. Okay, no. I thought um, that might have thrown you off the. No, I, I definitely had great great respect for him, yep. but um, yeah, I was really taken by that trial. I think like everyone was with Massimo, and obviously didn't see daylight in the Roma Cup, so uh, big excuse there. And then there's the whole watch this space and what happens if the Durant's going to Queensland. Yeah, whether so that's just a no systems go now. I with- heard. Um, Sorry, I heard Adam Durant on Tab Radio during the week and he said that uh, 
it looks like they're going to be able to get a slot on a plane to Queensland with come play with me, Massimo, and perhaps Money mm. Matters and Chris Parnham might be uh, heading over with those horses as well, which is like what you said last week, Terry, which is why we when we discussed why Chris rode Massimo in the trial and that was um, because Chris was going to head over to Queensland to ride the Durant runners. So um, wasn't wasn't so much a uh, knock on CJP, but it was because Chris Parnham was, um, was heading uh, across to Queensland. But there there is a, I heard Adam say that there's a $1 million 2200 meter race for come play with me to yeah. have a crack at. And obviously, he'd be running to that Zaki, that one by 99 yeah, it minutes. It was impressive. Week. So, but, um, but yeah, so yeah, so it looks like providing all goes well on Saturday for these horses that, that next time we'll see them will probably be in uh, sunny Queensland. Yes, looking forward to that cracking race and um, universal ruler, the consensus. Versus sessions. Yeah, just back both of them and hope. <laughs> Okay, we move on. Oh, here we go. Race number nine. Also known. Ooh. What's it also known as? Lachlan? With your Trinity College shirt on over there <laughs> and your thermals on? What did my old mate Kieran like Evans say? What time is it? Idiot. Get out the line. Time. Yeah. Thank you. Get out stage. Yeah, give us the line. Come okay. on. Come on. <laughs> Uh, you have to spell are it. we going to spell it as well? Come on. Thanks, Britain. S-T-E-A-K-S. Did you just have to Google you that? that? Yeah, I was hoping Why'd you, you cooked that. Phone up I was really <laughs> hoping you cooked that. Uh, very good, Lockie. Yeah, it is. Is the, this segment popular? Extremely. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Popularity going through the roof. Um, get out steaks. Proudly brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets out on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt and his team, good operators out there at Market City Meats. Uh, swing pass, say good day. Timmy will look after you, that is for sure. Now, Congratulations to last week's episode 77 jackpot winner, Sean Hamilton. He was nearest to pin with his Magnaforce 0.22 length selection. She better. Now, there was two other people, I believe, who had 0.23. Oh. Can you believe that? Absolutely. They found the $15 winner and they were 0.1 lengths away from the jackpot at Get Out Stakes. So, That's stiff. Hey, that, yeah, what can you... That's just because we're so popular. Is it? yeah, it's it's extremely popular. So yes, exactly. So well done, Sean. That was uh, that was very well found, Magnaforce, and uh, closest to the margin as well. But that brings me to my point. That's why the second decimal point is so important, Terry. So don't forget. <laughs> was that all about telling us the second decimal well, point? Well, in important. a roundabout way. So to get your entries in to this week's edition of the Get Out Stakes, which is race nine at Belmont this Saturday, hit us up at the One One Pod. Who you think? will win the get out stakes and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Brittany, remembering the Sam White rule. First in, best dressed. Correct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All I, right. It actually took me a beat there. Like, mm. Almost stooped to Kieran's level. <laughs> Race nine of the day, it is the C-Corp handicap and we finished with an absolute ripping thousand meter dash. This is a good way to finish Belmont Sprint Day before all eyes move across the road to uh, West Coast versus Essendon at Optus Stadium. Mm -hmm. But um, see how the tall forward line handles the slop. Yeah, I wonder. (laughs) Is it going to be a quagmire at uh, Optus Oval? No, it'll just be wet. (laughs) (laughs) So. if, uh, if hopefully we've, everyone's got their noses in front heading towards the get out stakes, but if you're looking to blast out in the, in the last, what, uh, what can you steer the punters into, Guru? 
Boomtastic uh, is the value, current markets for mine. Um, I think it'll land outside. We've got dreams. Thought the trial was super. First up, last prep, got taken on by Condor Heroes. Um, end up getting to the breeze, but you know you never like seeing a leader getting taken on mid-race, having to pop out. It's just, it's um, it's not pretty. Um, it was only Elite Street that actually got Boomtastic late. So handles the wet. All other first up runs have been um, have been absolutely huge. Only time it was unplaced first up, it was ridden cold, and it was still a really nice run mm. on debut. Um, so happy to forget that. Um, I, I was happy backing many different runners, pending how the market came up. Um, Nerodio, I've marked favourite at four dollars, but I've got Boomtastic five. So at the nine dollars, nine fifty around, Boomtastic. Um, that's my go, guys. Interesting, interesting stable change as well. Just oh, yeah. one word. Yeah. Oh, this is your best, isn't it? No, not necessarily. Oh, you got that little bit of a, a bit I've of a glow. I've just been waiting for Nerodio to be at Belmont, Belmont yeah. and here we are. So any so yeah, just just before we move on to Nero Dio, uh, Simon A. Miller, previous trainer with Boomtastic, now in the care of Justin Warwick, who 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 looks like he might be shutting down his, who will be shutting down his training operation in the coming weeks and months. So Boomtastic might be on the move again shortly. But uh, JT Warwick putting the polish on this mare um, first up from a spell on Saturday. Nero Dio, Brittany. Yes, I just think that uh, I mean Steph Backrinich has always been very open that this horse. I think it's um feet problems that I think he might uh, yep. have. So uh, getting to Belmont, a horse that is so effective at 1,200 metres, even though we're at 1,000 at that stage of the day, we're thinking that it will be wet, um, that it will be a real bog. So I think that acts more like a 1,200 metre race. And I think for a horse that is so good at Belmont, the fact that he's been running such good races at Ascot means he has come back in super form. So he's... I like him. Yeah, maps brilliantly too. Mm. I think I think Lucky will be a little bit more aggressive out the gates and maybe even trying to hold the back um, of a um, of fantastic. Uh, he'll, he'll have to be because they're going to zip early. They will zip early, yeah. but I don't want to be too aggressive and let it um, and lose its finishing sprint. But uh, if a horse like Highland beats pops in between them, if, if he's three back one off as, lo as long as he's got cover just for a brief period and gets wide, I I'm with Brad. I mean, he's, he's got to be the one to beat. Um, I just I just need my four bucks. Mm. Just need, four? need my four bucks. Need, four, need okay. my four bucks. Mitchell Payton on. On Tab Radio during the week said that uh, they asked, I think Digby Beecham asked him whether this will test you could possibly lead We've Got Dreams. Million to one. Yeah. Uh, Mitch has just said that on on the way that she's been jumping lately that We've Got Dreams will we'll cross and lead. But uh, I think We've Got Dreams. Even that day when Zebul led We've Got Dreams, We've Got Dreams was a length and a half in front shortly after the start. Like she's so, so quick. Fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's going to lead. It's a real straightforward map for me in that sense. The other two quick horses, Highland Beat and Excellent Dream, A, aren't as quick and B, have drawn the car park. Yep. So they just they just sort of wander around, either sit deep or try and tuck in. So mm. it's, just a, it's a two-horse war out in front and sometimes in a – and, again, I, I probably sound like I'm on uh, repeat here, but just on wet tracks, um, if you've got real strong leaders who handle the going, um, they can be really hard to, to run down. So that's sort of the way I'm thinking again. Yeah, so there's a bit going on here, guys. So we've got just we've got Miss Frost. The uh, what did she win? She won the Jungle Mist Classic last time in. Resuming for Luke Fernie, we have Battle Storm, who's back. Um, well, he 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 went to Mel uh, Victoria. He came back for a short two start prep last time in, but he looked like he was right back on top of his game with that trial win against the Velvet King. Uh, we've got Dreams has had a bit of an interrupted preparation. Has trolled twice since her first up run. She's run. She ran fifty four nine eight uh, at a Lark Hill trial win the other day, which was. Uh, not far away from Massimo's track yeah. record. <laughs> uh, and then we've got um, the, the run, interesting runner for mine is E.O.A.'s 
back with owner uh, owner now trainer Raquel Reed after previously being prepared by Misty Baisley. This horse is three from three at the uh, over the Belmont 1000 meters. Uh, has good wet track form. Ex ran some exceptional performances uh, last time in, including a fast finishing sixth in the Prince of Wales at Wait for Age won by Valor Road. Now that was uh, that was crazy how well he went on that occasion and he wasn't very far away his follow-up run behind state attorney on a soft seven where he always is going to get get back a long way back and he's going to be charging home along with battle storm um but um geez i don't know some of those performances that he always made um made me really think that this horse is is got something special i don't know so no, we'll see whether he can he can fire up first up for Raquel Reed on on uh, on Saturday, and he's uh, he was beaten by Massimo in that in that Lucky trial on the seventeenth of May. But I thought he was he showed enough to suggest he's ready to perform fresh. He was really good. Mm. He might just be a Belmont Park horse as yep. well. Like I'm just not sure if he put in or was anywhere near as good at those two starts at Ascot last campaign. Didn't, but didn't corner it anywhere near no, as well, did he? No. no. I think I might chase some value in the last with Ooh. Highland Beat. Mm. I think he's he's around 20 to 1 now, and I dare say he'll get out from there. He's a horse that seems to absorb pressure over 1,000 metres well, um, so I don't think the, the hot tempo will worry him. He's a heavy eight winner, and he comes out of the same race as Nero Dio where he hit the front at the 200-metre mark, and he looked home. Mm, he it was just like clear and cut that he didn't run 1,200 metres, so... Mm. Back to the thousand, he's drawn a little bit sticky, as Terry alluded to, but could work out well the map though. If those two clear out, there's a massive gap. They in could string out. In, so, um, you know, he's twenty to one now. He should be much, much more late on the exchange. It's yeah. a good ratio. Yeah. You know, he's a good horse. Excellent dream. Yeah, yeah just gonna have to sit and date the trip. I'm staunch on my yeah. opinion that. He's a twelve hundred meter horse. Yeah, really. Yeah, yep. have a look at his uh, record. What is he over the so over the thousand? Thousand. It's really good. But last campaign, three from ten at a thousand, and yep. he's three from four at twelve hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a, this is a cracker. Good way to end Belmont yeah. Sprint Day. So, gun to the head, Guru. Boomtastic. I'm going to save no, no Nero Dio. That is the the plan. I just can't pronounce Highland Beat. Nero Dio. I'm going to go for Eorways, uh, a bit of value to finish the day. What's he at the moment? Eorways, 7.50. Nine bucks. Okay. This market could do anything. Like, yeah. Nero just, just means black, Dio means God. Black God. Nero, black Dio. God. It's like two okay. different words. Nero. That's how you can remember. Nero, Dio. Yeah. Okay, right. How on. you can okay. remember how to pronounce. And it's quicker than choice delay. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time for our Betfair Best Betting Propositions of the Day. We'll let uh, the Perth Racing Guru, Terry Layton, lead the way. That's a good idea. Well, I'm a mouthful of one of Jim Taylor's cookies, which were lovely. Again, thank you, Jim. Um, we'll go with... Uh, you know he's um, never been in a kitchen in his life. Oh. <laughs> I got uh, You did mention that earlier, though. Yeah, yeah okay. Righto. <laughs> Once again, I've excelled here, it would appear. Um, no, I bet. I better make sure this one wins in. Uh, we'll go with um, Boomtastic Save Narodio in the last... War God just missed out Save Mosha. The other two I tossed up with. Okay. While he's playing at home. Oh, lucky. For me, we'll go with a stable runner, OBH. Oh, I like that. It's just come out underneath me. I just said I'm going to be with OBH. <laughs> I think uh, of our three, I think he's the best chance. That's great. Good push. Uh, my bet for best of the day is race six, number two, Sun Sun, rolling forward, Raul Ramoli. I think he's going to be too good onwards and upwards for this three-year-old. All right. Um, our Maddie, $20 plus, Lachlan. Highland beat. Highland beat. Drop a beat, you reckon? Hopefully. Yeah. Boom. 
I don't know what I'm going to do there, Brittany. Guys, it took me all that time just to pick my best bet and I didn't get round <laughs> to the late and the value. So you go first. All right. Um, I'm icy. I'm going to go real mad. Yeah, that will be that will be 100 to 1. So let's go real mad. I'm going to go my Maddie, race three, number 10, Sea Wave. Uh, could roll along out in front currently, $21.00. 54 minus three for Christy Bennett. Could could show a bit of cheek at a price. Bit of cheek at a price. Bit of ticker out yeah. in front. Maybe. Should we keep talking for a little bit longer? Who so are you Brittany, all laying? So Brittany gets an opportunity. <laughs> we'll come back to Brittany. Um, Lachlan. KC. Very, very under the odds. What did she? Yeah. $5 at the moment? Five fifty. yeah. I agree. Big time yep. under. Uh, Billy Ray for me. My lay, and it was... Just partly for the way that this horse performed on a really wet track last start, currently 5.50 in race four, number 10, time scale. I wonder if its wheels will spin again. Yep. Could be my lay today. I like that. Mm. Yep. I agree with you. I'll side on you. With you. That was some cop out, wasn't it? <laughs> and did we have a Mandy to come back to? No, as well? we didn't get to the Mandy. Okay. She sided with Lockie on the yeah. her bet fair best. But I, off air, I did say that that's the way I was going before I knew he was going. Strong male though, strong push, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I missed the double um, double bet fair best. I do like that. Mm. I do like that. One thing I did miss though before was the um, the mastermind. Who was victorious in that one? With the toilet. I Shut the, up. I the, uh, the winner of the Marseille. Get their nose in front there. LT. Yeah, LT. Mm. Uh, I gave up as soon as that yeah. happened. It all went yeah. downhill from there. But you were, the toys you, did you go were, out of the you were, two, yeah. you were two one up though, weren't you? Mm. Yeah. You're setting the cracking tempo. Oh, Some people just can't handle the pressure. <laughs> Mervin over here. <laughs> Yeah, very good. And uh, so, yeah, that brings our preview, our, our podcast to a close. It does. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks, Lockie. Yeah, Karen. no, thanks a lot, guys. It's been uh, it's been cracking coming out here this morning. And um, and thank you to Jim as well. I, uh, I really, really, really enjoyed my uh, hour or so, but uh, thoroughly enjoyed the morning out here and learning uh, a little bit um, – extra you never uh, you can never learn enough in that sense but thank you both for coming on the podcast again i know you're both very busy human beings with everything that's happening in your lives and you've declared one i don't know where i go on tangents sometimes you notice with these because i don't script anything i, I just go it. off and just crazy tangents but mm. uh the one thing i do want to remind everyone is we'll be out there saturday rain hail or shine um i know Brittany will be out there working Lockie. Yep. Yep. You'll be there. I'll Lockie be will be there too. Yep. So, um, yeah, make sure if you can, you get out there, brave the weather. Um, there'll brave. be a stack of us brave. Mm. There'll it's be what a you stack were earlier. of us. Well, um, yeah, yeah, I hope that video doesn't see the light of social media. Um, but there'll be a stack of us out there uh, having a beer and uh, hopefully enjoying an upset dig deep victory before we roll across the camp field and up uh, enjoy a non-upset West Coast Eagles victory. But um, good luck to those having a bet on the weekend. Stay safe in the rain. And until next week on the 1-1. One, one.